Hello there, SoxCast listener. It's your good pal Polly here, and just kind of wanted to make a quick note before the show starts. I moved into a new PC, and I don't have all my files moved over yet, so this one doesn't have our fancy intro theme or anything, so just wanted to apologize for that up front. It'll be back next time, so on with the show. This is my first, I think this is the first Sox cast where I'm living alone. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. I <laughs> can like fart all you want and nobody okay. Yep. Yep. Eat that goddamn potato soup, motherfucker. That's what Fuck you do. Yeah. That's what you do. You podcast. Farts loudly during streams. Podcast and eat potato soup. That's all John does anymore. Potato and broccoli soup now. Potato and broccoli. Yeah, yeah, like look at us getting super fancy now. I know. Oh no wonder what I, no one was responding to my great jokes because I was muted. Oh, oh yeah. I missed that. nice. <laughs> so I'll just repeat them. John, what kind of soup rules do you like to break? Here, <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> well, I just dumped in the whole frozen bag of broccoli. Did it? No is that fucks the best given. Way to enjoy eat vegetables? Don't know. Don't really care. Just like no fucks given. It's just like John Thayer's no fucks given soup. Yep. How much? How much chicken bouillon did I put in it? Well, it said a specific amount of teaspoons in the recipe, but I just kind of eyeballed it. it. The quarter cup. <laughs> oh damn! Ah, winged it. <laughs> winged. Ha! <laughs> Chelsea's only here because the Final Fantasy servers must be down or something. They're they're ah. doing emergency maintenance tonight. It's the only reason she's here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really all right, so I'm really excited to go talk about reflex. I'm gonna strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke. I'm gonna talk about Soul Blazer, right? I would accept Soul Blazer. Yeah, I'd accept Soul Blazer. There's not really anything to say about Hollow Knight, right? Not much. No, we don't really. <laughs> we don't really do. I think we that. really do, actually. Nobody really cares about Hollow Knight. I don't think. I mean, Flash games from 2003, eh? So over it. Mm-hmm. She's playing the game while listening to us. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but for real, though, I, what I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about Inside. I feel like that's what we really need to get into. Oh, God. I feel like that's what everybody's <laughs> okay, here in, to listen Inside to. Inside in 30 seconds, go. <laughs> it's all right. Yep. Better than Limbo. Nailed, nailed it. Done. <laughs> Woo! Back of the limbo. box quote. It's okay. <laughs> I like the ending. Yeah, the end again. The ending is like the only thing about that game, really. <laughs> God. Hey, did you like Limbo? We made it again. We did it again. Nice. It's better. No spider though. So uh, slightly less, really. So it's better. Hmm. Really though, I um I need to talk about Witch Spring Three. Y'all want to talk about weird phone games, right? (laughs) 
Red, you might be accidentally muted again. I, I can't hear your enthusiasm. I think Polly's muted too. Oh man. Oh no. Oh, there you are. Okay, good. Do? <laughs> Trying to stifle that laughter. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> it's like I knew I was gonna just shut the fuck up, but the longer it kept going, the fucking funnier it got. Cause, <laughs> cause we're, cause we're the most fucking funny people on Twitch.tv. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right, I, I've gone down the whole list. All <laughs> right. That'll be like a good cold open for Soxcast episode 78. We just caught up on everything John Thire was going to talk about. Whew, that was a good uh, three hour yep. intro. That saved us three hours, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like. Wait, didn't you all want to know about Paratopic? See, these jokes don't work when we don't even know the game you're talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. It just kind of doesn't work. It's like, I hear it, and I think, oh, it's probably some game that one of John's friends with bad opinions talked about on Twitter. <laughs> that was Shuri's recommendation. Thank you very much. Oh. Okay, okay. That, oh. that wasn't very nice, but I still I still bet that its quality is dubious. Uh, it was bad. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> uh. We're not it assholes. Was like, it was like, hey, it's like 30 Flights of Loving. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't like 30 Flights of Loving. I should check this out. <laughs> I, I didn't and like I this it. other thing. I should check the other thing out that's just like it. Oh, wow. It's like 30 Flights of Loving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what oh, are no. we doing? <laughs> we, have, we have an absolutely... My big game. We have an absolutely jam-packed fucking episode to go over today uh i'm just gonna warn you everybody straight up there's probably gonna be a lot of spoilers for a lot of games during this podcast and i uh, and if you've read the podcast description like any of the games you see down there we're probably gonna be talking some some pretty gnarly spoilers for um so, I mean, the big three are Hollow Knight, East 8, and the Zero Escape Trilogy. So, this is your kind of final warning to parachute out, because we all kind of played three really awesome games lately. Rhett literally played three full games. Uh, three, three games, three podcasters, three hours. Exactly. If we come in under that, I'll be very shocked. <laughs> It, it was a nine 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 joke. I, 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 I like to explain my jokes. Whoa! Ah. Huh? Wow, Red, that's funny. Yeah. Thank you. Can you uh. repeat it? I actually didn't. I was paying attention to the chat, so I missed it. Can you repeat it for me, Red? Nope. Nope. Okay. Catch it on the replay, bitch. <sighs> Boom. Sit down. To my mini virtual right. If you know, you know. It's Red. Hi. What's going, Rhett? Guess what I did. What did you did? I bought a Switch yesterday. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Right uh, as John was tweeting how much he doesn't like the new Zelda. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I saw you started playing that, and I was like, oh, shit, no, I'm sorry. It's very fun. <laughs> sure it is. I totally believe you. The Zelda and Mario made me hate video games. <laughs> They're really fun, though. You I hate video story. games afterwards. I know, but I'm me. 
that's no, that's, that's a pretty good qualifier. Dad. That's a pretty good qualifier for being. <laughs> Don't honest. take it too seriously. <laughs> no, I did Enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. So you, you I just thought the timing that like something cosmic in the cosmic universe was like gotta start bitching about Zelda again right as I bought it. <laughs> I would not have done that if I no. That's very funny though. That's perfect fucking timing. That's like lightning. In it a really was shit. funny. <laughs> mm. So so yeah, I, I assume you probably haven't gotten a lot of progress in your Zelda so far. Nah, I only played like six hours today. Oh, is that it? Yeah, so that's barely any. Yeah. It's barely. Yeah, I've, done like, I've, I've done like two towers. I get, barely got off the tutorial. <laughs> Sounding like Trails in the Sky here. We just barely got out of the prologue <laughs> in eight hours. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but at least with Trails, it's good content. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Whoops, was that subtle shade I've been throwing? That wasn't even subtle. No, it wasn't. But we know hey, how. Paul, <laughs> what do you think about Final Fantasy XIV? I think it's pretty fucking boring. <laughs> but that's based oh. on four hours of playing it. I've been very, very, very assured that 30 hours in, I'll definitely be having fun. Yeah, it though. gets better. It gets better? Just play 30 more hours. It's okay. And by, and by the other expansions. And by all <laughs> the expansions, sure. And and buy and buy this specific piece of DLC to skip a bunch of fucking quests that are boring because that's what everybody Wait, does. Is that really a thing? That's a thing. You Jeez. get an upgrade and then you have to and then you have an option to like buy I think it's a coin or something and it lets you skip like a shit ton of just boring ass fucking quests. Wow. Oh man. I wonder if how much <laughs> I wonder how much of that is like is like leftovers from the shitty first version. I don't think it is at all. I think they 100% remade yeah, that like game. That game Jeez. like remade from the ground up. It's just God, really, that's wild. Yeah, it's it's like I, like I can admire that game from afar, and I'm glad yeah. that so many people enjoy it, and so many more people lately yeah. are just hopping on that fucking train. And I tried to, and I was just like, oh man, I sure do remember why MMOs are boring <laughs> to me. Just like me and Binding of Isaac. Oh, get the oh, fuck wow. off of my podcast. Where's this remove person from the call? <laughs> we got we got a vine full of freshly ripened takes, and we're plucking them out for you. <laughs> They're they are hot and spicy. <laughs> to my media virtual left, come back, baby. It's John Fire. Hi. Hey. I'm doing great. You're doing? You sound it. I I had a great Sunday. I'm feeling just energized and happy about. This podcast. This podcast. I probably put on some clothes. Yeah. No, you don't need those. It's very hot. We're not. We're not broadcasting your video, so you're good. Just hang Uh-oh, around. Oh, Poncho's got those spicy takes now. <laughs> oh my god, get the fuck out of my chat. That's just trolling. Yeah, that's just. Uh-huh. That's just. Yeah, that's just uh, typical lazy Poncho trolling. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. totally don't like Undertale. Yeah. Okay, dude. Sure. Pat you on the head, get you some hot cocoa. Last time on Earth, hi. Hello, last time on Earth. Yep. How's it going? All right. All right. So we've got a big, big old spoilerific podcast. Again, any of the games that we're going to be transitioning into at any point, a spoiler could just pop the hell right mm-hmm. off because we all played some pretty big shit over the course of the last month. So, yep. um,. You know, if you have to, if you have to duck out, we completely understand. Uh, but we'll only be really offended and hurt. 
Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to John Thire to get things started. Hey, that's me. That is that is very much you. I've, right, if I've excellent. learned anything, if I've learned anything in like eight years of knowing you, it's that I I know you. Well, I'm I can tell y'all I'm very excited to talk about Spider: The Secret of Bryce Manor for iOS. <laughs> Cracking up at his own joke. I know, like I'm not even laughing this time. It's just okay. sitting there, just fucking dying Ooh. over there, man. <laughs> Call nine one one. Jesus Christ! The joke died, but John Fire is gonna die too. I think that's all of them. I'd have to go into movies now if I wanted to. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. So this is actually our Infinity War spoiler talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deadpool dies. God, I can't believe. Wait, that's it. a DC guy, right? Oh, yeah. gee. What? Oh, yeah, he's DC. I, ca- I don't just fucking know! No, he's not. He's X-Men, okay. which is Marvel. Okay. Yes, Deadpool's an X-Man. Okay. But, I mean, as far as the rights are concerned. Okay. He's a mutant, then. He's an X-Man. That's what I said. Yeah, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, X-Men are all the... The oh, mutants are all the X-Men. All of them. All of the Wolverines. Yes. Right. He died, too. No, no. It's just one X-Man. Okay, no. I thought Wolverine was all the X-Mans. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We're getting hate mail right now. Who's Cable? I know that Cable is supposed to be important. Um, he's, he's, he got sent back from the future by Skynet. Yeah, okay. he's a uh, future trunks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he got white That's hair. Just... He's got white hair in the comics and a cool blinky eye. Yeah. Oh, Poly- That's probably Poly- That's your shit, right? That's or is that shit. my shit? I love the one, the one eye, the one cool magic. I like eye the one thing. eye thing because that's literally what I rock in real life. You know, just, oh, yeah. just by choice, just by choice. <laughs> John Thayer, what the fuck did you do? I played Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, Flash hmm. games. Jesus Christ, phone games, Flash games. <sighs> I know a bunch of dumb bullshit. Um, <laughs> All right. So Hollow Knight is. <laughs> Sorry. Hollow Knight is hilarious. I was just going to say that it's a Dark Souls inspired indie Metroidvania from last year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I understood that legendary gaming reference. Yes, that legendary gaming reference. (laughs) Dark Souls. My God, fucking people. (laughs) Put it on the box, you dumb motherfuckers. I hate everybody at everything. (laughs) They put it there on we the go. Got more <clears throat> so that I can talk super laboriously about and long- lengthily about Hollow Knight. Okay. Um, seems real good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. It's probably my favorite game of this year so far. Well, it was last year. Well, I know. Oh, but... I get it. Yeah. That's how our that's how our thing works. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget. Yeah. I forgot how our brand works for the last four years. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not all going to have it on our Game of the Year list this year because we it didn't was on last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, guys, this game is totally fucking amazing. You should play it. And it took you a bit. <laughs> took yeah, you a bit because they didn't fix a graphics card thing. Uh, apparently that got fixed, like, immediately after. <laughs> that's, that's still my excuse. Uh-huh. I know. And mine was that I started playing it, and then I was like, nah, I don't want to play this. 
I'd rather That's play a, shitty a, phone games. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if I could have that on my list. Like, what did I play immediately after Hollow Knight? No, I don't have it on the list. Hello. You started uh, playing that witch game, like, as you were wrapping up Hollow Knight, I think. Yeah. Yes, I did. Well, I needed something I could play on the go, and I couldn't yeah. play Hollow Knight. Um, so, Hollow Knight is a... Well, <laughs> an exploration-based, difficult 2D platformer. Okay. With items, descriptions, have lore, is Real quick, hammering out, what is cool about this game? The map system is cool. It takes a while for often you will have to explore areas for a while before you have to find the map within the level and then start filling it in. So you often have to explore areas without having a map, which helps alleviate some of the like filling in blue squares bullshit. Of, yeah, like, and it's it's generous. Like you can go in, you can go into an area for a bit, die, and then when you respawn back at the bench, you will fill in the map that you've seen already. So yeah, it's yeah, very they don't generous like that. Um. They, uh, it's very, very long. That's also kind of unique about this game. It was like 25 hours for me. Yeah, uh, this, this game is huge. <laughs> you think you've seen all the areas and then you're actually like halfway. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's epic in yeah. a real sense. Like in um, the good sense. Yeah, in the actual sense of that word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing that's, I think it earns its length very nicely. Um... All right, yeah, it's got those two things. It gets, it starts out easy, um, but fun. It's like a good, it has a good feel to it. Um, and then, but by the end, it like, it pushes its rules kind of as far as they could go and in, in a, but with a really smooth curve upwards that I really liked. Yeah, like so, the game doesn't really have, like it's got some skill checks to be sure. Like I think that uh, one of the early bosses, the Mantis Lords, is a pretty <laughs> big skill check. Uh, just to kind of see like, hey, are you making sh- are you making use of everything you can do? Mm-hmm. Um, eh, it took me two tries. Um, <laughs> let me think. Um, also, so, they're optional. Yeah, so it's got a bunch, and it's got a bunch of really good crunchy bosses that reminded me of Mega Man Zero. I think I said. Oh yeah, nice. definitely. Um, where they just have like these really fast patterns, but like with just enough of a tell to keep you able to know like what the next move coming up is, but keeping it super kinetic. Yeah. Um, so like it doesn't the... kind of slip into that Zelda Wind Waker. Oh, here's my attack. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. like the, the tells are the tells are just as quick as the attacks are coming out. Like you've really got to be observant. Uh, like especially like uh, some of the smaller bosses in the game uh, in terms of size. Like you got some smaller bosses there that are main characters. That oh boy, that second fight. Oh my god, that one's rough. <laughs> um, so I and they also have um, some optional super hard versions of a lot of the bosses. So you can. Yeah. Then they push, they push it even harder, and it just makes the more they push, the more you realize just how like on point they are with making sure um, that the it is all there's no bullshit yeah, <laughs> as far as I could tell. It's, it's like literally all the right decisions were made here. Mm-hmm. And the levels themselves are are cool too. Like <laughs> if you if you took the game into like made it into a like, super linear platformer where it just kind of built up in a very straight curve. Like It would be much shorter. 
so there is a lot of time where you're exploring and backtracking and like not you know learning new things and whatnot but it arcs up way more and i think the game gains a lot it, ar- it arcs up way more than these kinds of games usually do um you know the simple yeah. I, I do and it gains a lot from the open-ended structure oh that's the, that was the last thing yeah, I wanted it's to say. incredibly open-ended <laughs> Yeah, there's very there's not a lot of gating compared to this sort of game. Like, yeah, like it is yeah. a game that's it literally drops you in its world and says, "Yo, just go do shit, just go mm-hmm. find it." Like you know, kind of like you know, like it's a, it's it's a description that I made of Dark Souls years ago was that like you know that very same we're dropping you in a world, go do shit, which is what you know what I compared to like the original Legend of Zelda, where you start out, you're on a screen, and you ain't got a sword. What do you do? There's a cave. You could explore that. Then you get a sword, and it's mm-hmm. like, yo, go do other shit now. And that's yeah. very much Hollow Knight. Defeat Ganon. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's weird, yeah, like, weird that they got to use Ganon guess. in Hollow Knight, huh? <laughs> they don't, yeah, you Hollow- don't even like have a goal until like five hours or so in. Which is wild. Like even even Dark Souls has like, hey, find two bells. I don't know. Um, like right after the tutorial, yeah. but this is just nothing for like at least about five hours. I yeah, think. Yeah, like it's and just you getting world. intimate with the world, uh, playing around with the charm system uh, to kind of mm-hmm. figure out like how those customization options go, finding things, nooks and crannies, just kind of filling out the map and then when you finally kind of start lucking your way into actual objectives the backtracking makes sense yep and a lot of those areas are and the areas feel very distinctive like i don't think they're as like the big comparison is probably with dark souls but i don't think that and i think dark souls is able that just the fact that dark souls can leverage 3d space yeah um adds a lot to that and they uses it so well but like, as far as the two D sort, the two D sorts of these games, like it does a really good job of making each area distinctive, both visually and thematically, and also just like in a design sense. Yeah, like, and just the way everything fits together in that world, like mm-hmm. stuff like oh, the city of tears is connected to this other thing, so it all like it all works together, and then you have the sewers beneath it, and then mm-hmm. even further down, and oh, the mushroom place to the west, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Yep. It's very and, and every area has its own unique set of challenges. Like I never really felt that while playing that game, I was doing the same thing in any two areas. There was always some small oh, yeah. gimmick or change to the enemy types or things just kind of reacting in a different way that uh, that always kind of made all parts of that game feel unique and interesting from start to finish. Which like it came it I took mean, me like thirty plus yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of enemies, there's also, like, 90 enemy types or something insane. Yeah. Like, every area has its own unique suite of enemies, and they, like, never really overuse anything. Yeah, while also kind of exploring everything really fully, which feels yeah. nice. Although some of those last areas, they, they, they really... With the last bosses, they push that whole vocabulary as far as it can mm-hmm. go, and then with yeah. the one of the last levels, they push the platforming just Ooh, as far as it can go. Boy, that was an entire evening for me. There is a, yeah. an incredible... <laughs> there is an incredibly satisfying platforming challenge that uh, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're going for true ending, you gotta do it. And, mm-hmm. oh man, 
It is rough. Mm-hmm. It takes no fucking prisoners, and it's so satisfying to just pull that yep. off. Yep. And then you have the 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 arena, which tests the you know the yeah. extremes of Power control your combat ability and maintaining like like just like doing all of the crazy shit that you can do with all of the abilities you, you now have under your belt in like just all in just like the most insane of combat scenarios that they can throw at you a constantly a dynamically changing battlefield which is one of the cool <sighs> things about the arena is that the battlefield's always changing to suit the next set of enemies and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just like the last arena challenge is something like fifteen minutes straight of just—it's crazy. Get fucking good. <laughs> John, oh, did you ever do the last arena one? Nope. Because there's like a good minute or so, maybe more, of the floor just being spikes. Excellent. Yeah. So you just have to double jump, pogo off enemies, bounce off the oh, wall, do anything you yes. possibly can. To not touch the ground for Fuck a yeah. while, like, and then I think it starts getting narrower and narrowing as you do that. Yeah, oh. John, I'm telling you, you just came right now thinking about it. <laughs> I know. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as this podcast is over, I think you should put some time into that final arena challenge. You will fucking love it. It will fucking grind your gears for a while. I ain't yeah. I bullshitting you there, but my god. When you finally do it, it's it's so fucking satisfying. It's like this game is so good they even figured out a way to make just wave based enemy stuff entertaining. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Colosseums are never good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's always just like, okay, can we get this over with? And then this one's just dynamic and fun, mm-hmm. and, and actually like designed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like every wave is very meticulously thought out so that enemy designs work very well with one another. No, this is all randomly generated. It's run-based. Oh Oh my god! They (laughs) said it was (gasps) run-based! I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Y'all were in like a fervor there and I just crashed destroyed it i'm really sorry you're like that person <laughs> like people are having an intimate conversation about something serious and john's that guy that jumps up from under the table pubic hair just ruins everything. pubic hair is nice though <laughs> different strokes different folks yeah fair mm. enough <laughs> oh jesus boom <laughs> motherfucker you like that what did i do to deserve that <laughs> <laughs> Ah, strokes. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> We're gonna get banned. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, one thing I got, I've been thinking about a lot, um, regarding like 2D action games, and you know, this game in particular, and a lot of other things, are like, what do stakes mean in like a game design sense? Mm-hmm. Um, because this game's very good at that. Like you just said, the arena challenge is like 15 minutes, and if you die, it's back to the start. Yeah, like that. that them some pretty harsh stakes. Yeah. yeah, and if you get too harsh, then it's boring. Mm-hmm. But if you and then if you don't do it at all, then it can also be boring. Yeah. But it, it comes in applying stakes in the right way, and like yeah. you've kind of got to know your game's design in order to do that properly. Like I think all of Hollow Knight's challenges 
they're all stakes based and they all are very well designed is the thing the final boss gauntlet especially because it's Woof. the whole thing and if yeah. you die go back to the start Woof. Uh, and and that i've just been thinking about that a lot because like in a sense it's like all you're doing is just saying if you die on this part then you need to redo these parts you already know first before you can try this again mm-hmm. and i get that that frustrates people because it can be boring if you understand a challenge like having to redo it um, like the old old console games, you'd run out of continues and have to redo the whole game. Right. Um, but it really just is, and it doesn't. It, it isn't even anything in like dramatic storytelling set in like a screenwriting sense of character stakes or whatever. Like that's great and all, but just having that on like a rules level in a game is really cool, and it's something that I think about it a lot and really like when it's applied well is just making it so that fa- like dying has yeah. <laughs> consequences yeah just it makes I it will really- say like this is a thing I'm super bad about in my games because I never really wanted to annoy people so like like you said like the last boss in Hunters has like six forms and they're all checkpointed very nicely yeah mm. very very snug very comfy oh until the very very last boss where I finally was like no no checkpoint this time <laughs> and Polly got mad yeah I was mad <laughs> I was mad I was so mad it almost happened in the let's play too <laughs> it would have been it would have just been divine intervention had it happened in the let's play too and it, 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 it should have happened but yeah, there's definitely increasing tension in that final boss fight in this game where mm-hmm. you really want to finish it this time and not die again and have to redo the first two phases. Yeah, because like the first two phases are the worst. So when you get to the final <laughs> phase that is not that bad and it's just kind of like slowing down, you're like, please don't fuck up the real simple thing. Please don't fuck up. I fucked up the simple thing! <laughs> And I did, too, a couple of times, oh, wow. fighting the final, final boss. I fucked up the real simple thing, because you get inside your own head when it's real dumb, simple shit. Like, it, it's like speedrunning Contra and getting to Alien's Lair, which is the same every time. You can't fuck it up. But you, if you're on a good pace when you get there, you're so likely to fuck it up, because it's like, it's a very simple thing. You know how to do, but you're on edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's t- reflexes. Reflexes like that, where this, where like everything gets pretty easy at the very end, but mm-hmm. then you're just then it, the consequences of failure are so high. Oh yeah, it's so bad. Uh huh. Um, it's a real so general. Game, what did you say, Red? I would say in general, I don't think this game is that punishing because it kind of no, uses the Dark Souls method of having you drop your money. Yeah. Mm. So a certain point in the game, like that, stops mattering really. Yeah. Mm. Like once you kind of. Yeah, basically like Dark Souls. Well, I mean, okay, I'll get like that one is just straight up the same. Yeah. The way your money and soul just. Shovel Knight did it. It's not that. Yeah, Shovel Knight did it. (laughs) Shovel Knight did it. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Muted. Hi, text message person. How's Eric? Liking one of my tweets. Oh, nice. Oh, Jesus. Um, that was Eric of twitch.tv slash Eric Joystick. <laughs> so that's not where we're streaming from. <laughs> so that's something Holland and I made me think about. And, and, you know, it can be... 
there's we don't do continues like limited continues for the most part these days because it does like at a certain point you're demanding too much time from the player for what your story actually has to offer Mm -hmm. you know like i welcome the welcome to the machine level and echo like fascinated me but like that's too much for yeah players like it's 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 real bad. fucking ridiculous that the, yeah. the welcome to the machine is what it is and for how long it is and if you die on the final boss you uh, have to fucking do welcome to the machine again like any American version yeah if I'd have played that when I was a kid and I'd have got that far and I got to the final boss and I had to do welcome to the machine again I would have busted a window with the video game throwing it out. <laughs> And I did it on stream. Oh, yeah, that was funny. That was, that was quite mm-hmm. the stream. Mm-hmm. So, it's a weird, complicated thing. And I think generally where we're sliding, like, where the general vocabulary is sliding, it's not enough stakes. Like, I feel pretty comfy saying that. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I mean, I mean that's kind of what Dark Souls makes people yeah. realize. Is, oh, death matters in this game. What the heck? Oh like, my god, it's so hard! Um... So that I really I really appreciated that about Hollow Knight, and that's sort of a thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, another thing in this game is that the storytelling is very good. Oh man! Yeah. Like I was not expecting to care as much about this little insect this little kingdom. this little this insect little kingdom game. and all of its little inhabitants as much as I was. But you run into so many just interesting characters throughout the mm. throughout the course of the game, and not even just central to what's going on with you and the main character and like what your deal is. It's just, there are so many nice little stories that kind of make up this world. And you, there are a lot of NPCs that you run into multiple times throughout the course of the game that as you're making your final trek towards, you know, like the major end of the game and you run into these characters one more time, it's just kind of like, Oh man, like that felt really good to kind of see this guy through this whole game, uh, and he's kind of just been there with you the whole time, but just kind of hanging out in the background. It's been a really cool, yeah. Um, there's that the traitor, traitor knight, traitor lord mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's a very good example. Real good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And you can save that NPC as well. So Wait, what? Really? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> You oh, can keep that character. Yeah, there's a. It's an NPC sure? fight. I'm pretty sure you can, because I'm pretty sure there's an achievement for it. Save Solaire. <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn I read it's impossible, but I'm not sure. And like, I, I would have that. to look at the achievements list again, but I'm almost pretty damn sure that there is an achievement for making sure that doesn't happen. Huh. Hmm. Intriguing. This game has lots of layers, and I haven't even touched like the DLC stuff. I think so. There's a lot to uh, it. Eh. Okay, I kind of figured. <laughs> the uh, deal. So the, the problem with the DLC stuff is that the main game was so complete, basically. Yeah. That when they add like, oh, here's like 15 minutes of new stuff, it's like, what? <laughs> Who cares? Like, yeah. Like to be the fair, fact that adding like a new boss into this was so like because there's so many already. It's like, oh, there's a new boss here, but you know, you do it and you're like, okay. Hmm. That makes sense to me. Because I, I kind of felt com- like I finished my journey there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you may have run into some of it, though. Yeah, like, that's true. I think it'd be fun to just play through the game now. And, you know, if you didn't know what was added after the fact, you're 
none the wiser. I knew the like names they, of the DLC that was added, so I knew that like when I saw certain terms pop up, but like uh, I don't think I ever actually ended up doing any of the DLC yet. Um, I do know. Can I just that, spoil like, one of them? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know Zote? Yes, great character. Yeah, so you fight him in the arena for real. Oh, and, I did this one. <laughs> and then there's a dream version of him. There's a dream. The there's a dream version of him. Yeah, where he's super huge and actually like lives up to the legend. Oh, nice. That uh, was added after the fact. That seems that's pretty cool. And I was like, hey, I wonder if this was one of the DLC ones. Like not that was. Yeah. That makes. But it felt like the the kind of thing that could slide in. Yeah. Cool. So they just that's... sort of slid that in. Just like, yeah. oh, there's a second level to this room now, and then there's a little shrine there, and you fight Zote for real. Oh, that's cool. neat. I'll have to do that. I want to fight Zote. Yeah, it was cute. Because like Zote's Zote. such a cute character. He's so good. Yes. Yeah. God, I really like Hollow Knight. Um, yeah, the, the storytelling, there's not, like a, there's not like a lot of big, you know, cinematic moments. They, it's just that they sell the ones that are there. And they, yeah. they have, like, just a couple that they really needed to have there and have land. And then they make them land. Yeah. Um, it, it's really the environmental storytelling <clears throat> that kind of pushes this game and, and and the story it's trying to tell. Because you can just infer so much from looking at the environments or uh, just like the one or two lines an NPC might say to you. you. You get the general gist of what's happening in this world and why things are going the way they are. And like just kind of piecing all that together felt like a really consistent... And very well designed, like through line, start to finish for me. Like it just, yeah. it, like, it, it's not seamless, but it, it, in a way, it feels seamless. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I cared about the lore, which is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I typically don't care about lore in most games. Yep. I think it's better than Dark Souls at kind of making you pay attention to that stuff because Dark Souls like literally hit it in item descriptions. Yeah. The first time I played that game, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah, exactly. And I think it just... And also, like, it has a story that lands way better than, you know, Gwyn. Yeah. It, it does the exact same thing, basically, yeah, in a really. lot of ways. Yeah. And then... But then actually makes it land really well in a way that Dark Souls really didn't. Yeah. So I'm very, very much respect that. Um, it, the storytelling kind of reminded me... made me think about Mega Man X, just, like, with simple... Because I was already thinking of that with the bosses... Mm-hmm. Like, and it you know not being like super deep or anything, but just making shit land in a way that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like thinking back on Souls, like Souls feels maybe like more serious, I guess. Um, but it just doesn't really go for like the big catharsis moments, like Hollow Knight or. Hollow Knight does, and that's kind of what made me think about it, where Hollow Knight felt a little bit, like, more grand yeah. video gamey, I guess. Yeah, I think that... And that... I realized that I like that more. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls is very understated um, Yeah, in, in, in things like that. And that's totally fine. There is... I don't think it one is. is better than the other in either way. I mean, I have a preference. Mm-hmm. It's obviously for Hollow Knight. But... Yeah. Uh, I don't think that, that like either way is right or wrong. It's just it, it was kind of interesting seeing that same sort of uh, way of storytelling, but then punctuated with these moments of catharsis. 
uh, and think and seeing like, oh, okay, I like this. I just like it better when it's done this way. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I, I which, which it seems like Bloodborne does too. It, it seems more punctual. Oh, I need to play that. I need to play that. I, I played the first ten hours and loved it, and then just stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. You know, no, I, was I, played, though, I was thinking of one comparison between the two, and I hate to start keep going between them, but sure. Like the final boss of Dark Souls uses kind of an understated piano song, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last area in Hollow Knight kind of does the same thing with like the piano version of the main theme. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's also a very kind of somber, understated thing. But then the final boss of Hollow Knight is just like, okay, we're fucking going for it now. Yeah, yeah, like, all in. It has that that all in big huge moment that Dark Souls never really goes for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like the way that whole final boss just kind of is presented. Everything about that. Everything is about incredible. Everything about oh. the lead up, the the pre-fight thing that <sighs> happens and then the moment it's it all starts. It's just an utter insanity. And it's it the just... best title name like of like Dropping a boss's name. Yes. Hasn't has been as good since Ganon and Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all they do is throw the boss's name on screen and the way, the way and the timing it. it's so perfect. <sighs> Get your pants yeah, a little and then the, wet and then the, about that. The way they segue from the final boss into the true end. Yes. It's just like Boom. And the similar <laughs> moment. The similar moment reflection with your reflection at the bottom of the world. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Mm. Like it, it's that punctuation that's the mm-hmm. dif- that's the difference in style that make me like Hollow Knight quite a bit more than Dark Souls these days. Yeah. And it made me think about and I, I was thinking about that a lot with my own game too. So that it was informative. Mm-hmm. I think helped me think about what I was going for. I like Hollow Knight. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Press X to attack. Oh yes, <laughs> do it. <laughs> and it feels so good. Mm. Man, yeah, you haven't played Hollow Knight. Like, what the fuck, man? I still if think you play did. one. If you play one Dark Souls inspired <laughs> indie Metroidvania this year, it's <laughs> Hollow Knight. We'll let you have that one for free, Cherry Games. Go ahead, put that on the back of the box. <laughs> Uh, are we gonna have to get Chelsea to play this, but then play Deep Nest for her? Oh, yeah, exactly. We need to get Chelsea to play. We need to get. Uh, oh, she, she doesn't want to do Deep Nest. I think she would love Deep Nest. Love it. <laughs> I just want to live there. I love man. Deep Nest is one uh, of those. Deep Nest is one of the most fucking unnerving things I've had to deal with in a video game, and it just kind of just... Uh, it made me... like, And I was playing it with headphones and in the dark. Uh, <laughs> and it was like just so fucking unnerving. Unskied. It was so unnerving and unsettling. It's funny, they don't really put that level in the trailer, I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> that's real smart. That's real smart, because I didn't see it coming. And, I, and the touch that I love there is that you usually, like... Oh, yeah. You, Carnifer, Carnifer, he's your, your he's your cartographer. He's usually always... You gotta go in and find him. Like, he's not easy to find all the time. <laughs> On both of the entrances to Deep Nest, he's just, like, right there at the start. Like, I'm not going any further. I'll just give you the map. Go on. Nope. <laughs> nope in the fuck on out. <laughs> Oh, good yeah. video game. Very, very mm. good video game. All right. 
And it still has, like, another really big content update coming that's more substantial than a few bosses, apparently. Like, this is yeah. going to be more story-focused. I've heard that maybe Hornet will be playable as well. Which, with and Hornet... And then maybe it comes out on Switch someday. And maybe one of these days. You going to play it again on Switch, Rhett? At this point, yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> Just because, like... I'll like throw fifteen bucks their way again because because we're making like one of the best games ever made that was massively underpriced. Fifteen dollars. Yep. This is a game that I got. Like, I seriously think I I can't remember if I got thirty five or fifty hours out of this, but seriously, fifteen bucks and this game just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I I was playing it and I literally thought this is never going to end, is it? And it was not in a bad way. It's just quite literally. How is there more? How did I only pay $15 for this? It's like I worked on this game because, like, their design document was, like, four areas originally, and something spiraled out of control at some point. <laughs> they really made it that was... Kickstarter money stretch a long way. Because, like, there's some beta stuff where it's like, okay, we have kind of the blue area at the start. Uh... Like the mushroom area, the garden mm -hmm. area, and then another area that got cut, and it's just like, okay, but where did the other eighty percent of the game come from? Yeah, like that's just insane. God, that's wild. Hollow Knight's real good, everybody. Real good. Soxcast approved. Soxcast approved. Yeah, this is probably the that's most approved game. Yeah, since, <laughs> since Dark Souls. Since Dark Souls or 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 or, or Neptune Undertale. Rebirth one Undertale, well, okay, Undertale's a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> Rhett, what'd you do that for? It was rude. <laughs> Honestly. All right. So, are we done with Hollow Knight, or do we want to spoil more? Of yeah. It? Okay, we're done with Hollow Knight then. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I think we covered how fucking magical that game yeah. is, and then we didn't even spoil that much of it. No, we didn't. So was, I was surprised. I was surprised. I mean, it is also the third time we've talked about it in the podcast. That's <laughs> a good Because I point. remember, like, roughly a year ago, I was like, you guys, you guys gotta play this game, please. And then I played so a year bad. after that. <laughs> yeah. And John, a little bit after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John listens to Polly. Yeah. Sorry, right. John's got, like, <laughs> John has a, a an eight-year history of listening to me and never making a wrong choice because of it. Yep, never ever. Never played a bad game, actually, just since then. Gonna disagree there. <laughs> there have been uh, a few <laughs> I can think of. Name 15. No, I could easily name 15. <laughs> <laughs> I very easily could. Don't go there, John Thire. All right, well, let's just talk about what, what have you been playing, Polly? What did I do? Okay, well, first and foremost, I built a new PC. Oh, what you gonna play oh, on yay. it? What am I gonna play on it? I'm gonna play Bad Dudes on NES. <laughs> yes, the first fucking it's, game I played. Overclocking it. Yep. <laughs> Damn thing struggled to get it over 15 frames per second. Weird. <clears throat> yeah, turns out like no matter how high of a processor you got, you're still not gonna get better <laughs> than that. That that vertical scrolling is never gonna get better. Uh, so. so yeah, I built a new PC because I wanted the future proof, and 
like my old one it's kind of just been eating it a bit lately on some more newer games that i've been playing mm. like uh like i played mega dimension neptunia and it was just kind of it chugged uh, quite a bit and it was just like okay mm. we're probably starting to reach the end of this pc's lifespan which hey to be fair i built that thing eight years ago and haven't updated a whole oh, bunch of components in it jesus yeah um i never had to reinstall windows 7 once on it never ever so nice. like hey that thing served me very fucking well uh, it's yeah. er, it's earned a rest. That makes um, sense, though. That once you're trying to run PS4 <laughs> games on it, it's like it's eight years old. Like there's only so much they can push. Yeah, yep. yeah. So like even, even at this though, point, that like even even a higher range graphics card just kind of I don't think was really going to cut it at that point. So it was just like yeah. let's just go ahead and future like we've got the cash. Let's future proof while we can. Uh, so I threw. You had the cash, and then you didn't have the cash, and you had a whole fun oh, story. Oh my god! Your PC. Yeah, building a new PC online was a lot of retail fun. Let oh. me tell you, like dealing with banks and crap, and them being like, "Well, we didn't charge it because we thought it was fraud." It's like I told you to charge it. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, the money's still going to be on hold for another five days. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, this is, I mean, this is a decent little computer I put together. We've got an MSI B360 gaming motherboard inside, got an Intel i7-8700, got a Kingston, (laughs) we got a Kingston 200, (laughs) we got a Kingston 240 gig SSD as the main drive, and two, Uh, two terabyte Western Digital drives. (laughs) 16 gigs of G-Skill RAM. Uh, uh, I overclocked those a little bit. And an NVIDIA GTX 1070 Ti. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was waiting for the video card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah four, four terabytes so, to hold all those bad dudes runs. So, what is a gaming motherboard? Uh, the gaming motherboard is the branding, I suppose, because that's, like, it's so dumb because it just says gaming on it. But it's just like, okay, what, what's so gaming about it, motherboard? What's so gaming? And then it's just like, you look at the back it's, it's and it's all of these... anime titties on there. You look, you look at the back and it's just all these dumb buzzwords that don't mean fucking uh, anything. Blast processing. Blast processing. Hardcore gaming. Like, parallax oh scrolling mode 7 it's so stupid but parallax scrolling and mode 7 aren't buzzwords they're real I know, things but like, they're just things you'd put on a box or something but uh God, yeah one of my teachers the other day was like does anybody know what parallax means and I'm like hold on I got this context? shit <laughs> I got this <laughs> Poner's old gigabyte has a Japanese capacitor. That's got to do it. That's got to be. That's got to be what's giving you that. That 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 <laughs> gaming into the next gen, man. It's for hardcore gamers like myself. Mm-hmm. Saying yeah, that Polly's building a VR rig for her one eye. Hey, it's yeah. <laughs> every every part I got for this damn thing says it's VR ready. I think even the fucking power supply said it was VR ready. <laughs> okay, the power supply is ridiculous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Every fucking part of this thing's VR ready, goddammit. This thing VR, has like 16 USBs. This is a gaming power supply. <laughs> Have y'all tried VR? I'm I did. A... Oh. Yeah, I was at a game dev meetup in Chicago. Nice. And I, got, and I did like a weird artsy thing, and it was like, oh, this is pretty. I like this. 
and then I moved around in space and then like got down on the lay down on the floor to look inside a building. You laid down on the floor and felt like yep. trash for a few hours. Basically, yeah. House of One Thousand Spiders VR. There you go. <sighs> I think we found, John, really think we found John's calling. <laughs> Got a gaming yep. DVD drive, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you have a DVD drive? <laughs> I have a DVD drive. I'm not going to burn Blu-rays? What the hell? No, I'm thinking more people would just not have any at this point. I, I mean, well, I, How are you going to install Windows? I, I, sl- I, I installed Windows 10 from a flash drive. That's what I was going to say. Everything's USB now. Yeah, you can just, like, like it's way faster, too. Yeah. And I ended up getting Windows 10 for free, so. I installed Windows 10. I installed Windows 10 on a Lark, right? Like, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, you can you can use Windows 10 without a registration. It'll just nag you with a watermark. Mm. Uh, so my first inclination was, I'm going to find a way to get a, a registry hack get rid of that fucking watermark. <laughs> And I did, and I did, but then I was like, wait a minute, I, this is the stupidest fucking idea ever, but I'm going to try it, because I, I, I legitimately own Windows 7 Ultimate OEM. So uh-huh. I was just like, okay, let's activate a product key and see what happens. And I plugged in my uh, uh, Windows 7 Ultimate key, and it upgraded me to Windows 10 Pro for free. <laughs> Wild. Huh. Yeah, so there's a little trick. I don't know if it'll still work, but I know somebody else that did it after I posted about it, and they said it worked for them too. So huh. that's a that's a little little tip for you there. I got Windows Seven on mine still. I still love Windows Seven, but I kind of like I've hacked away at Windows Ten so much over the last few days, just kind of playing with Windows Seven, playing around in the registry, doing everything I can. That it's basically just Windows Seven at this point. With with some nicer bells and whistles. I kind of like the UI now. I didn't like it at first, but now I kind of really dig it. Cool. Yeah. So, like, I got... Computers yeah, so that's, cool. Yeah. So that's my new adventures in PC land. It feels real good. I can't wait to throw some actual games at it. <laughs> and not 1,700 NES emulators at once. <laughs> I did do some 3D mark testing, and I did the Final Fantasy fourteen benchmark, and, like, I kind of blew those scores out the water, so I'm probably good for a while. So, Excellent. Yeah. But there's one game you probably couldn't run on yeah, PC. Yeah, there is probably one game that I could not run on this PC because it's... So you a, played it on PS4. So I played it on my PS4. It's really unfortunate that they had all this time to get that fucking port right. <laughs> and they delayed it 800 times. <sighs> and it still came out being a big old turd. How'd you do that? How'd you do that, Nisa? How did you do that? I played East 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. Is the Donna? Is Donna. One, of those two, one of those two words there. Say those again. Those are made up. You made those up. <laughs> Lacrimosa is like a sad song. Look it up. It's Italian, okay, so, I believe. Okay. Uh, and uh, Lacrimosa of Donna. Those Donna is not how I would have thought. That, that is a cast. So it's, so it's basically a Castlevania title. <laughs> I'm going to go break my copy of this game now. <laughs> I'm just gonna go break it. I don't want it anymore. Aria of Donna. Get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna. I don't want. Like Hermosa of Sorrow. I ain't ever playing. The, I hate both of you. I'm gonna just kill you <laughs> both and do the podcast myself. Fuck off. How about that? How would you like that? Polly talks about Zero Escape. 
Yeah, I could. <laughs> I've played yeah. that game. I've played those games. So yeah, uh, East Eight, Lacrimosa of Donna. Uh, most people. Harry probably... Potter and the Lacrimosa of Donna. Sorry. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Lacrimosa of Donna. Yeah. Everybody right, probably are probably thinks that it was Dana, but it's not Dana. Yep. It's Donna. I, I'm still gonna say Donna. Of Donna. Until the Japanese dub proves me wrong. Uh, the Japanese dub will prove you right. Wrong. No, it'll prove you wrong. <laughs> I figured. I can't words right now. Sorry. Uh, so okay. this is kind of like the first kind of... I, I don't want to... Like, fully 3D is not the word I would use here. Because East Games... Like, like East 7 and East Memories of Salsetta are... Yeah. They're 3D, but they're like a limited 3D where you don't have control of the camera. Um... And you've got, like, this fixed viewpoint that's mostly kind of top-down, three-fourthy kind of, uh, in a way. And this is kind of the first one where you've got full control of the camera. It's more like a third-person action game kind of thing going on. Uh, so there's there's that. But, hey, guess what? Adol Kristen got on a boat. What do you think oh, happened? Shit. What do you think happened? Everybody drowned but him. <laughs> That would be his luck, wouldn't it? Uh, so yeah, our, our boy Adol, he's uh, he's crashed another boat with just his very fucking presence. Uh, it's attacked. So that's just every game. It's almost that, every game. Like uh, Othin Felgana, they arrive safely. Uh, East uh, East Seven, they arrive safely. Okay. Uh, uh, Chelsea might be able to help there, but yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. in most of the games. Uh, at all is sh- poor shipwrecked motherfucker <laughs> at the start of every game. No, you're right, says Chelsea. Because it's a great way to make sure you don't have anything left over from the last game. <laughs> it's a good gameplay conceit, you gotta admit. Yeah. So, we... we, we you crash on a deserted island this time, and you crash with a few people like the captain and a few others who kind of know what's going on here, and they're, you're like on this weird island that people have heard of... And that, like, we, we probably, we, 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 we floated way too close to this island and we got pulled in and shipwrecked by this giant fucking octopus squid monster thing that <laughs> was just very, very angry. He was mad. Some kind of mad. And uh, this is a game where, like, that whole shipwreck thing is where, I feel like this is the first game where they've ever used it and made that kind of the setup for how the story progresses, because this game takes place on a deserted island, like, there's no currency, like, you have to find survivors all over the island, um, and while you're doing that, you're building up this little village to kind of, so that everybody can, you know, band together, and, and, you know. Oh, so it's like a simulation farming game. Basically, Make you a little town. It's yeah. basic. It's basically Stardew Valley. <laughs> Wait, so you're building a town? You build it's like kind of, a, you build a it's little. It's like Soul Blazer. Basically, yeah. Okay. It's 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 yeah. It's it's basically like a, 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 a but just like you know you're building a little town and it's kind of based both on story progression and like how many castaways you find and uh, like it is a huge fucking island that you're plopped down onto. <laughs> like, there is a lot to explore, and like some at some points your exploration is gated because you don't have enough people to kind of, like, help you move the rubble and shit um, mm-hmm. out of the way okay. or, or something like that. And, 
Like, like I think that, that, that it's smart. Like they gate it in really smart ways, and it feels it always feels appropriate to the story with the way things are gated off. Because I mean, you can't just have a castaway story where nothing's happening. So there's still things that are propelling you forward. But at the same time, like you've got this small cast of characters that inhabit this island. They've all got their own little stories, and like they're really like they, they feel more like people in a sense that than I think. Uh, would happen in most East games because I think that in most East games story, other than the overall, the overarching lore of, of, mm -hmm. of, of what's going on. Uh, I think most stories in East games are there just to kind of facilitate you beating things up, you know, with a sword yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and this game kind of approaches that differently by having all of these castaways with little stories that you can unlock as you do side quests for them. So it's so it kind side of quests. It, it incentivizes you to do the side quests because it was actually fun getting to know all of the people that are there with you on this island, and you're all trying to get off together. It, it created, it created a bonding experience that I've never really had with this series before, and, and any of its stories. And I think that that was really cool. And I think the cool thing is that, like, I didn't even realize the game didn't have currency until maybe <laughs> ten hours in. It was so seamless. Oh, wow. Until it was so seamlessly threw in there, this just it's just a it's a simple crafting system which you're still obviously paying to make things, but it's just like it's not a money system, and it was just mm -hmm. like I didn't even notice that till ten hours in because it's so easy to fuck around with. You don't have to worry too much about it. Uh, you're always gonna have what you need. It's no big deal. I never had to stop and farm for anything. So and and like they made a crafting system that's fun. It's not really fun. It's just not intrusive. Oh, okay. It's just not intrusive. Yeah, like that's the best of crafting system. Like you find ingredients all the time. Enemies are dropping ingredients. It's just there. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, when you get enough, go back. You know, do that cool sword upgrade if you want. Um, but it's real. It's that really cool. Really fun. And, and on top of just like the castaway story being really good, and you uh, did the the. the the game's actual big story is really, really fucking good. I didn't expect to say that about an East game, but um, Donna is a character you start learning about as early as uh, the actual, like, like right after the title screen, because you over the course of this game we actually learn about Adol like sort of the end of his adventuring career because it kind of like <gasps> gives it doesn't really give you any specifics. Um, but, like, it, it, it's known that, like, late in life, like, Adol kind of, like, went back to his hometown and was keeping travelogues of everything that he's done over the course of his life. And, like, he has this very just gorgeous thing that he writes about Donna that you're shown at the very start of the game. And when they start introducing and telling her story and how that story ties into what's going on on the island and that island's history and what it all means and it, it, it all kind of just like comes together in this just brilliant way that I was not expecting. There was a moment in that story where I jumped up out of my chair and went, oh my god, you brilliant fuckers! Because it was so smart, they do something that's just like, you know what, you only see that kind of thing mostly in small indie games and that was a really damn good tell video game weird you got me <laughs> so I, I i really enjoyed the story aspect of this game a lot like i think donna is an incredible presence in this series i hope 
she is there going forward because she's just got oh. such she has such a great personality she's written kind of like Estelle Bright in a sense that like yeah she's kind of like a little dippy and kind of does her marches to the beat of her own drum but she's also like a very serious person and can and will apply herself to getting shit done when shit needs to get done and uh, it just kind of really makes you connect with and like enjoy her character a lot oh and her design is sexy AF <laughs> yeah. oh my god holy shit and she's like fucking six two and could beat your ass and it's real Wait, really? good. Yeah, she's like she's like <laughs> six two. Uh, that's that's going You're a little. You're speaking my language now. That's going a little too into the lore of the game, but yeah, I do like that. You know, she is a woman that is six foot two and could just beat my fucking ass. I love it. Um, and um, it's uh, it, this game like I should surprise nobody that it plays very well. Like, this game kind of sticks very strongly to, like, the Twitch-style-based games that you've been... You've been... Like, even the bump system was very Twitch-based. Um, and then when you moved on to, like, the newer... The Ark of Napishtim trilogy kind of thing. Um, you know, when you had more direct control over Adol and his attacks and stuff. Where those... Like, those battle systems are super fucking fast and... Like, yeah. death for you and the enemies still always comes very quickly. Um, and but this is a party system one, like E7, right? Yes, this is a party system like E7, and I didn't like it at first. Mm. Um, I was a little put off, but I was also bouncing off of everything video game-wise at that point. Uh -huh. I was going to be so sad if this you bounced off of this. Um, but, like, the party system, the party system works in a sense to kind of, like, just, like, every character has a weapon type. And, you know, they're, like, slashing, thrusting, or uh, blunt. And, like, you have two of each type, essentially. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, you basically... You need to just switch to different party members on the fly to adapt to different situations where certain enemies could be better taken care of with somebody with a, a weapon. And once you get rid of that weakness to that weapon, you can switch back to the other character if you want or just finish them off with the current character that you switch to. So... It's not a system that I felt really gets in the way. Uh, like I didn't, okay. I, I wasn't a big fan of it at first, uh, and I wasn't a big fan of it in E7 at first either. Um, but I learned to like it in that game for much for many of the same reasons because it works basically the same there um, that it does here. Like a lot of things kind of carry over and still feel very familiar. Like the feel of this game still feels like those games. It's just a lot more fluid. Uh, a lot flashier. Like, holy crap is the combat just a lot flashier. But in no way do you ever get so flashed out and dazzling that you, like, lose control of what's happening. Like, you can always kind of always find yourself on the screen. Uh, you never feel out of control of a situation. Um, and it's like got, Final Fantasy XV. Like Final Fantasy XV, <laughs> yeah. sure. I'll say it so you don't have to. <laughs> Uh, so you said that the Switch version, you said negative things just based on what you'd seen. It's not the bad original translation, though, right? No, it's like the the oh. the Switch version is running at thirty frames a second, seven twenty, um, and there is a bit of slowdown, particularly in areas of that game that are a bit bigger. And that game's got a lot of big maps uh, because mm -hmm. you're exploring an island, and all like a lot of the stuff you're exploring is just big, wide open spaces. 
Um, just like a lot of foliage everywhere. Like that stuff can bog the system down quite a bit on top of this game's not afraid to throw a shit ton of enemies at you at once. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and just yeah. like, just in general, the combat feels fucking incredible once you kind of sit down and sink your teeth into it. And they've got like, they brought back the flash move flash guard system, which is essentially if you block or dodge at a specific time when an enemy attacks you, you get some bonuses granted when you flash move. You move at double speed and enemies are slowed down and you're also invincible for a couple seconds. And if you do a flash guard, uh, you're invincible and all of your attacks for like two or three seconds are guaranteed criticals. So there's a lot of incentive for engaging (laughs) with that system. Um, And um, if you're going to play the game, I would recommend playing it on hard as I did. Uh, I think that uh, I, I, I played a bit of normal and it just kind of didn't have the oomph I was looking for. Mm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, and this was like kind of in the middle of my hard playthrough, though. So, I mean, obviously, I could uh, be a little, I could be a little skewed here. But when I bumped mm. it down to normal just to see how it felt, I, like I didn't, I wasn't feeling like the the intensity. Um, so when I played it on hard, like everything feels like it fucking matters. Like, everything hits pretty fucking hard, and you're going to definitely be needing to employ all of the tactics that you have, like flash move, flash guard, character changing. Um, And uh, this game does have a flaw where you can pretty much item feed your way out of any bad situation (laughs) if you need to. Uh, it never feels good, and I never did it. I limited myself to two full heals and one revive for any situation, and that mm-hmm. always kind of felt played, fair to me. Yeah, I've played a number of games like that. Um, and, and, like, the boss fights are fucking incredible. Uh, just, like, the further you get in that game, the crazier and more just ridiculous boss fights get. Uh, it's just in terms of both scale and just intensity... Like, the final four or five boss fights in that game, um, just in the normal path, that's not even pursuing the true path, which you basically can get on the true path uh, by just doing a bunch of side quests. That's you why, miss it? I think so, but I think that if you, <sighs> if you miss it, they just drop you back on the island after in the post. Oh, okay. So you're in the post game, but you can kind of go back, rewind time a bit, and try to get... Like, I don't know if it's like... Because you have a reputation stat, and I mm-hmm. think that I think the true ending is tied to your reputation. Mm. So do side quests. So basically. yeah, I just did a lot of side quests because ultimately they're worth it, and they're not that far out of the way. Okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, but just like the the final boss fights uh, in this game, I mean not not even just the final boss fights, but just the final boss fights in particular, the final dungeons, just holy crap! Like I spent an entire day doing the end game of this game and mm. it was an entire day of me literally just getting my face pounded in and then overcoming <laughs> over and over and over and over again and it just felt so good mm. like I don't like there's not a lot I can really complain about um, with East 8 like yeah, I, I've sat here, you know, I've sat here yeah. while I've been talking it up, trying to think, okay, how do I counterbalance this? What would somebody maybe not like about East 8? And it's just like, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess if you just don't like good games, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the, sound, really the, nice. the soundtrack it's is more open. fucking he said incredible. It sounds more open-ended, right? 
It's I I I think that the game is still fairly linear. It's okay. just it kind of feels less linear because you have so much space at your disposal to explore. And the game rarely ever like you're never punished for trying to explore. You might find a place that you can't access yet, but it'll mark it on your map and say, "Hey, if you come back here later when you have enough villagers or you have this uh piece of sub equipment to supplement your abilities, maybe you'll find something cool here." Like a whole new fucking area. Like that happened a, that happened a number of times in the same way that it happened for Hollow Knight. It was just like, "Oh, I keep finding new fucking areas." Okay? <clears throat> Cool. Is the leveling balanced in this one? Because the other of these games I've played, it's like level one, you do zero damage. Level two, you one shot everything. Oh yeah, the le- <laughs> this game is very balanced. Um, cool. I never cool. felt that at any point I needed to stop and level grind for anything. Um, and I was on, like and I said, I, I was playing on hard. And, it, and I and like, and it yeah. never felt, and, and like one level never felt like the difference between victory and defeat either. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't it definitely go. Does in the older ones. Oh yeah. Like I wouldn't go like get my ass beat to a boss, go get a level, and then suddenly be able to beat that boss. It might do twenty or thirty less damage to me or something, just because of a natural level up on defense, but. Like, it's not going to... You know, it's a game that's really, like... It's very skill-based. You're still going to have to put in the time to learn boss patterns. Or you can just go the very unsatisfying way of eating a bunch of items. Because <laughs> because recrafting your potions is not that expensive uh, mm-hmm. in terms of resources. So, you know, that's what you need to do, you know, by all means. But I really recommend limiting yourself on heals and kind of just like learning the game the way you would any of the older mm. games that don't let you access items during boss fights and stuff so yeah <clears throat> cool all right i'm probably going to be either i'm trying to figure out basically whether i want to dive into the switch version when that comes out or wait until i get another ps4 and have this be like my new ps4 treat mm. well either way <laughs> i mean <clears throat> either way would work i don't think i was considering going... the vita thing so i'm sure the switch <laughs> is better than vita Oh yeah, the Vita version's like oh, miss, right. missing quite a bit of content too. I like, believe uh, that it doesn't have is like this, it doesn't is have the like, Switch version. Could have everything. Yeah, it's got everything. Cool. Okay. Yeah, like the, the that's at the end of June. It looks like. Yeah, the Vita version is missing uh, interceptions and uh, suppressions, which are kind of wave-based things where like, oh, your village is under attack. Get back here and defend it. Or oh, hey, that sounds awful. Actually, though. So. Oh, they were pretty good. I like them. They yeah, really fuck. They really. Yeah. They're Wave the same. Wave based town defense. Mmm. Sign me up. They're the same. <laughs> like it's very much like Hollow Knight in that they're the same waves every time. They always spawn yeah, from the same area. Okay. Like you can fortify your village like with the, a lot of the materials you find too, so you can like you know build yeah. base. It's another way of getting you <laughs> invested in your village's progression. Yeah, like it, everything like kind of feels like they're really wanting you to engage with this world and kind of just like be there. Like let that part like like let yourself just become a part of this little deserted island adventure uh, in a way. So yeah, it's cool. just. Like everything, like everything in the game, kind of has a purpose. Nothing ever feels wasted. I think the Vita version might also be missing, kind of like the big story-centric Donna dungeon that kind of unfolds as the game progresses. I um, thought it was missing like an end game dungeon. I don't know specifics. It so might be the end game might... dungeon though. I don't remember. Like I've or never post game. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, post game. I haven't looked into it because I was never going to play the Vita version anyway. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> But yeah, um, so, Issei, it's real fucking good. 
Oh shit! It's yeah. missing the Donna stuff. Confirmation. Like the solo, oh, Do- the solo Donna stuff. Um, like I have heard that the solo Donna stuff didn't actually get put into the game until the Western release, which is weird. Whoa! Ooh. Like, and the it's solo Donna stuff, stuff is the solo Donna stuff is very, very important to her character. Um, okay. Weird. And just that, and just like her overall story, like it's so like why would that not be there? It's so important. Isn't it great playing games like a year after they come out, so you get the complete edition? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but um, I I cannot recommend uh East Eight enough. Like it's it's just such a fun game to sit down and and, and and just like it was a it was a chill game that I spent a long time finishing. Uh, like mm. like this is a game you could probably like it's only fifty five hours, so you could feasibly finish it in probably a week. Mm. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute! What? Only fifty five hours. Don't fucking talk to me like you didn't finish. Don't tell me you didn't fucking finish VLR in a week. Shut up. Okay, but we're not normal people. <laughs> Anybody listening to this fucking podcast could play a 55-hour game in a week. I almost goddamn guarantee I mean, guarantee Chelsea it. spent, like, months on this game because she did everything. Yeah, you, you can finish, finish one, hour, one hour and 40 minutes as proven by <laughs> After 5. So, yes. <laughs> Isn't um, that, like, jumping Persona, through walls I played through Persona 4 in a week. Yeah, oh, my God. That's oh a lot God. of Persona 4. I don't know if I could do that, because that's a it lot. It was summer break, and I was a teenager. That's a good point. Uh, and yeah, you do... Abu- now. You kind of you do a lot of hopping through like weird barriers that are set up in the world yeah. uh, in the East 8 I was really run. confused, because I don't want to... Admittedly, I don't want to watch that run, because yeah. I haven't played it. Yep, so I was like, how the hell are you beating that in under two hours? And then I looked real quick, and it's like, oh, Okay. But it's, yeah, it's real skill. And like, even the speed run is really skill based. Like, you can't just do that shit on a whim. Yeah. You gotta get real good at it. You um, gotta switch knuckles. And yeah. Pause the game when you jump. Yes. <laughs> it's very similar. Um, good fucking game though. Uh, I love it. Um, go play it. So, um. We've, we, we've been pretty good about not spoiling things so far in the three big things that we were going to talk about where I said, hey, we might be doing a lot of spoilery shit. Mm. Um, but this is probably going to be the one where we're not going to be able to avoid a lot of spoilers because and it's not really technically a spoiler cast, I don't think. No. Uh, but but we there are things that we're not going to be able to avoid talking about in order to talk about all three games that Rhett is going to talk about. So... If you haven't yet, and you do intend on playing the Zero Escape Trilogy, it's probably where you should parachute on out, and we'll catch you next time. Um, but, um, if that's not the case, then uh, we're going to kind of take a, a, a slightly brisk trip through the Zero Escape <laughs> Trilogy, courtesy of Rhett, who just played all three of these, right? All three of them in all the last month or so. All three of them in a fucking month. Not quite, because I looked at I finished 999, like, just shy of, like, a month before I finished ZDD, mm-hmm. but whatever. ZTD. ZDD. DDD. Zero Time Dilemma. Yeah, ZDD. The, the sequel to VLR. Yeah, Blur. Yeah, Blur. Nine. 
Blur and Blur. Actually, it's in Japanese. It's QQQ. Oh. QQQ. Nice. I don't know how to talk about these games, to be honest. Okay, okay, okay. What was your journey like with 999? So 999 was really slow to start, I think. Yeah. And I was still, I started it, and I was like, man, I'm kind of still in that action game mood. So I played some other stuff and then went back to it and then finally got hooked about a quarter to halfway through or so. It wasn't until, like, somebody murdered Rhett with an axe. And oh, so, that was, I was on board by then, but then it's like, oh, okay, 10 out of 10, best game ever. Now I'm just totally now I'm on board. <laughs> massively on board that train. <laughs> <laughs> The way you said that was so good. That was like super horny rat there. I like that. Look, we all have our thing. We've very we've gone over John's things. Yeah, we've got. Hey, I fully cop to this also being a thing when you consider my favorite characters from other things. Yeah. So the fact that that happened and I was not expecting it was very pleasant surprise. (laughs) I thought, okay. We have a clear and de- definitive winner for best character in this yes. game. Yes, of course. Uh, but so besides that, but like the first ending I actually got was like the submarine, and I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> that ending's pretty. W- that ending's pretty. What the fuck to get right out of the gate? I forget what happened just, that one. Can you remind me? It's very it's sad. Just, it's just everybody dies. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> and then like you get stabbed and like pushed into the water next to the submarine or something. Yeah. And then a fucking achievement pops up that goes, we all die by a yellow submarine. (laughs) (laughs) The achievements in these games are, you know, A plus on the wordplay. I don't think I ever remembered any other really great ones besides that, but that was, like, really good, because that was, like, the first one you get to. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, there's no achievements besides the endings, I think, in 999. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... So, the weakest. So I'll start with the downside. The weakest thing in nine 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 is the damn puzzle rooms. Oh, they're so bad. Didn't really like them at all. And then the the perspective in them is weird because it's you know CG drawings, and then you kind of rotate around, and it does like the mist thing of having like two in between frames. Yeah. So it's very hard to get a sense of the space really, because you're just seeing these fragmented angles and never really. Because when there's like, they're always like, oh, there's there's a divider in this room, and I'm just like, man, I do not understand how this room is set up or whatever. And then like, there's a terrible map for every room that you can use. Yeah, to. that does not really fucking help. help. Yeah, no help at all. And I played the phone version, so this is the part of the game that I missed. Nice. Oh. We Am all I played- okay? Yeah, you're well. So I'm curious. I know how that the ending is bad on the phone version because it doesn't have the big moment. But besides that... Yeah, they added, a mo- they added an ending in the phone version, which seemed redundant, yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it's not a good ending. It's pretty shitty, honestly. I don't know which one that is. I just meant that they um, that there's no Sudoku, no Sudoku, whatever. Yeah. Well, so here's the weird thing. <laughs> uh, the PS4 version re- re- removes that the new ending that the phone version added and then re-adds all the puzzle rooms... But then the final puzzle is still not Sudoku. No. So I was pretty disappointed with that. I would be too. The final puzzle is just like incomprehensible gibberish, to be honest. I don't Uh. know how people figured that out. 
I've seen some people I look mean, at that puzzle and go, oh, okay, I get it. And I looked at it and it was just like, what even is this? I'm pressing the buttons and there's fucking numbers everywhere and like I don't I honestly I never figured out what that puzzle meant. I can't tell you even though I I solved it really quickly. I was just like, "Oh, does it want me to type like the word that's there?" And then you type the word that's there or something and it's just like, "You solved it." And I'm like, "What? What did I do?" I I honestly don't remember what I did cuz I was so like, "Well, this can't be it. This isn't the Sudoku." But they fucked that up, but that's getting a bit ahead of the things. Yeah, that's a little bit ahead of ourselves. So the puzzle rooms in general, I didn't really love them. Yeah. But they also reminded me of Mist playing Mist on the Saturn. Oh. So it was it was kind of a nostalgic throwback in that regard. That's very <laughs> weird. The whole like, you know, CG pre rendered stuff. So what I'm curious about on the phone version is a lot of the most important dialogue in the game happens during the puzzle rooms. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, well, they I missed it. They can't cut it out, though. They can't cut that out. Like, there are very important things, like, not re- real spoilery, but you've got to give somebody a bookmark yeah. in order to untick one of the triggers to get the true ending. How is that handled on the phone version? Maybe, maybe they do it... Um... Because I think they, just, they go through the puzzle... I think they just talk through the puzzle rooms. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I... All right, I probably got that stuff. Because, now. like, every single flag that you have to hit is a conversation during a puzzle room. Yeah. And then you have to give res- the correct response to a character or have done something earlier to even bring it up. Yeah. So it's weird that, in, like, in the whole series, like, the story feels most connected to the puzzle rooms but also not really because it's just like you could have those conversations at other places. Yeah. They just yeah. have to be mixed into the puzzle room. It's kind yeah. of weird. Yeah. I felt like 999 was the one where they had a puzzle that was directly connected to an emotional beat. Whereas yeah. like the last puzzles in BLR and ZDD, ZDD don't really do that. Yeah. Does ZDD even have a last puzzle? I, yeah, it, I don't think so. The end of ZTD is literally like five hours of movie. Yeah, and there's no yeah. puzzles, I think. I think I think I remember hitting a point where I was like, oh, that's all the puzzle rooms. Good, those are out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me. And with, Time with for eight more hours of uh, game. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, so I'll save my reaction to that for okay. later. Okay. But yeah, the, so I don't know how much I have to say about 999, really. Like, I guess out of all the games, it kind of felt like it was trying to say the most, almost like it had the most to say, because mm. it's just bringing mm. up all these concepts and as you... And things and like you know like ice nine or like or just the idea for... the idea of the morphogenetic field and how we access yeah. information yeah. as humans or or if that stuff is really connected on some level that is higher than us like I think that that's interesting conversation even though it's pseudoscience yeah. I really like how like they present it very convincingly mm-hmm. yeah because there's one story about like. I forget exactly what it was like. It, the dog picture? That was a good one, yeah. And then there's like talking about like if computers aren't actually processing their information, they're just receiving it from something like the computer monitor thing. Yeah, that's that they kind real of good. To later in the other games. Like maybe like we're it, just it, monitors. It, yeah. Like it presents all these really kind of high science concepts. And you're just like, how is this all going to tie together? And then it kind of really does by the end. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's that library towards the end of the game where it's just like, here's a bunch of books about blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just throwing so many different potential subjects at you. Mm-hmm. 
And then, so... 999 is my favorite of the three games. Okay. Yeah, I think that's and probably where I'm at. I think that's where yeah, most just, people are at. I think that's where the yeah, majority of uh, Zero VLR State is are. really good, but I think what pushes this game over for me is that it's the most self-contained, really. Yeah. Like, it didn't really need sequels, and it didn't have sequels for, like, five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the most complete story by itself, mm-hmm. and it also has, like, by far, I think, the most biggest cathartic ending. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. got the biggest emotional beat uh, of yeah. the series, I think. I think it's, it, and it's a I, real fucking good one. And, and the fact that it's mm-hmm. so good on the DS is kind of a bummer, because... it's yeah. So, yeah, there's the whole thing where there's no definitive version of this game, which is a huge bummer, because the DS version seems like an enormous fucking chore to play through. Oh, it is, yeah. You just have to literally play through the entire game. To get the different endings, yep. Wherein mm-hmm. the phone and definitely the PS4 version that I played, you could just skip around on the timeline once you've unlocked stuff, and then it has a very nice like, okay, here's the flags you have to hit. So you just replay those specific scenes, hit every flag, and then oh, here's my new ending. And the DS version does not have a flowchart. Yep. Yeah, so it's a bummer that they didn't do like 999 definitive edition on the 3DS or something. Yeah. So that they could have like the flow chart, the voice acting, but also the dual screen stuff. Because that yeah, really is it's such just a like huge... there's one moment in the game it where is... that the remakes botch. Yeah, it's the can't... most important one. There's the most important one though. Yeah, the... in the series. And there, and there's no way to adequately really pull that off on other hardware, yeah. like unless you just emulated the you could DS do it hardware. On the Wii U. Yeah, you could do it on the Wii U. <laughs> God, that would be insane if they had done 999 Wii U. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. How much you'd be looking up and down in that game to yeah. do it. Like, that would, that would, and it's just, just the way it gets flipped upside down at the end is pretty, would be pretty so, funny. Like, stuff like that, 100% isn't even attempted to be translated, though. Like, I had no idea about the upside down part of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, the way that it kind of, like, enforces the idea of transmitter and receiver is really, yeah. like... Like, that, that drives that whole moment home. Like, and, it's such a bummer because, like... You know, I'd always known there was a thing at the end of this game. Yeah. So you have your theory. It's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be zero or something viewing you through the cameras or something. Mm-hmm. So towards the end of the game, once I finally hit that review... Or hit that reveal and finally realized what it was and what was happening, mm-hmm. I, I, like, started crying for, yeah. like, the rest it's, of the game. It's a real... It's, like, incredibly emotional moment. Yeah. And then, like, realizing how hard it hit me, and then it's easily, like, a fraction of what it is on the DS version is a bummer. Yeah. And, like, realizing how much is still missing from mm-hmm. that kind of attempt to translate that information basically yeah it's it's i think that they did the best they could with 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 the way that is presented and i think that like and i've watched i've watched a lot of people i've watched a lot of people stream this game and they still get that emotional connection and i still did on the fucking phone version so i think that it's still totally okay it's just I can't recommend the DS version because it's so tedious to play. There's not so a skip tedious. button. That's so insane. Especially when one of the endings, the coffin ending, yeah, mm-hmm. just makes you replay the whole game again if you haven't done the under the under endings. Yep. 
like not because on this one you just get that and go oh okay i'll do the other innings and then you skip back to the coffin scene yeah instead of just literally wasting hours pressing buttons and then hoping you don't actually click the wrong one yep that sounds Mm -hmm. without a guide it seems impossible well, I mean, the flowchart guides you in uh, the new version, but the old version, you kind of just had to, like, look at your choices that you've taken and mm-hmm. just kind of... So you got stuff, like, in general? Or... Oh, damn, Jetstorm got the coffin ending his first try on the DS version. Uh, 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 <laughs> weird. That sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you're kind of reticent with these games because of the... I don't know, puzzles or any other reason. Like, I had a good time with the phone version, and because it takes out all the puzzles, it's really, and has the flowchart, it's really short and breezy. Yeah. Like, I got to experience that story, like, pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and it doesn't land the big moment the way it should, but it still landed. Yeah. So, if you just want, like, 999, if you just want Zero Escape Light, just jump in with that, and that's a fun time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes yeah. sense. It totally makes sense. Like, it's such a bummer that the one that has the best ending, basically, is the most unplayable. Yeah. Because of just the grind, literally. Yeah, it's just a grind. Like, I, I remember grinding for that ending the first time, literally just sitting there looking at the internet, pounding the A button <laughs> for hours. Yeah. So when you told me about this game, you had a kind of a pretty I was not. I was not because hot. Because of... Yeah. I was kind of pissed off at that game just because I had sat there for four hours hammering A. It was just like, I just want this to be done, you know? John is like, I beat this game in four hours. Yeah, pretty much. Because, yeah, for me, it was like, once you get one of the endings, you're really close to finishing the whole thing because you only have a few more puzzle rooms and Uh some more dialogue and then kind of clicks together. And you're like, and like the flow didn't feel that off like it felt like okay i'm getting new information at a steady rate yeah mm-hmm. and not having to click for like an hour between scenes like some of those endings where it's like if i'd gone through the entire game to get to like get two new that? scenes at the scene i'd be like what the fuck yeah mm-hmm. so also the ending is extremely good though like yeah, the yeah. Way it pulls off what it's doing yeah it's super weird on i don't know how it's on the phone version but on the ps4 version when it's like you have novel screen and adventure screen, and you can switch between them, but like it never gives you a reason to switch between them because yeah. they basically display the exact same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's super. That part is super weird. So like, it doesn't land as hard as it could, but they did what they could basically. Yeah. And even then, like it's a super super good ending, and I've left that game extremely satisfied. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I feel like. Oh, let's just... I'll wait until... I was going to compare it to VLR, but we should talk about VLR first. (laughs) Yeah. So VLR, like... Virtue's Last Reward. Right. This would be my... This would be my favorite of the series. Yeah. This game is very good. legit. And it... Or, like, it's weird playing it immediately after the new version of 999, where it's like, oh, yeah, we're taking that timeline concept and just blowing it the hell out. Oh, yeah. This game is obviously super designed for the timeline. Yeah, like, the timeline, much like the DS hardware is a very important part of uh, 999's story, the timeline is kind of, like, the big thing that is a big part of what makes VLR work. Yeah. 
And it like as far as like level of craziness, like this one practically starts where nine 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 ends. Yeah. Yep. It's just like, oh yeah, these concepts they're gonna be a thing in this series, like the whole morphogenetic field and such. Yeah, like there's not even like a, a vague allusion to it. It's just there yeah. from the opening Pretty fucking much. moment. Yeah. So I like this game a lot. I uh-huh. think it gets a little uh, long-winded. Not in the middle, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like you could have kind of trimmed out that middle branch of the timeline. Oh. Like, the Clover, Quark, and Tenmyoji endings. Like, that middle one. Yeah, they kind of feel the least done. essential. Because, like, the left branch is, like, K, Luna, and Dio. Super yeah. important. Yeah. And then the right branch you know, has the other characters and the true ending, like, super important. Yeah. The middle one, just filling everything out, was just like, okay, like, these scenes are similar enough where it's just like, oh, Quark went missing again, can't believe it, oh, this character got sick again, like, it's just the same stuff happening over and over, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. I can and see then, how that definitely would wear on someone. It's yeah, been too long it, since I played it, so I can't really <laughs> judge so, there. So, so one thing, things. though, so a thing this game does way more than the first one. In the first game, there's what's the coffin ending where it's like, oh, you have to get other information to finish this route out. Yeah. Go start the game over. This game has that all over. It's predicated mm-hmm. on it. Like, it is yeah. the very like the verbiage entire, that this game like the relies on. Like, this game is, like, you reach a point that goes to be continued, and you're like, what? Yeah, Poncho but brings then, up another, another point where, like, moving from sector to sector... They would always show that slow ass, non fucking skippable, slow yeah. map screen with dots moving on a little version of the map. And it's just, that was, man, I would say that's probably a good 20% of that entire game's runtime. <laughs> way that bad, but like if you're. If you're on skip mode, then it's like yeah, half it'll, the time go. Or it'll go, it'll like, go, it'll go if you're if you're skipping something. But like if you haven't yeah. seen it before, you can't. should have been a little faster. Yeah. Like I think it's cool that they're trying to like flesh out the scenery and like give you a sense of this base. Yeah. But they're so slow. Yeah. And yeah. Like, what really kills it for me is though is when it like they walk up to a door. And then it goes to the first person of the door opening, and then like oh. the resident walk in. That's yeah. why I just get on with it, please. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of that stuff. I don't know if it was done for padding or it was just like we really want you to kind of feel this moment all the time. Like I can't really decide like what made them decide that was a real good idea. I'm not sure there's any real moments where it pays off though. Is like a big no, it like never does. Dramatic. Because there's one ending where you're all alone, mm-hmm. and it's a little mm-hmm. tense walking around, but like, it, yeah, it never really has its moment, which is kind of weird for this series where a lot of little things that might seem inconsequential will have a payoff at some point, you know? Yeah. The map screen never does, though. No, never. So I was talking to Polly about, or Polly was telling me also as well as how, like, your route through VLR, because it's super nonlinear basically until like the very end like because you have all these branching paths and you can do them in any order Mm -hmm. like people have a very different experience through the game like something Mm -hmm. so like the first ending polly got was one of the like real big reveals 
I think that was the same one. Same one for me. Yeah, Dio ending. <laughs> oh my yep. fucking god, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I got it, like but the... it still didn't make a lot of sense in context because I still no. hadn't. I still hadn't put one thing like exactly what was going on. I still yeah. didn't know like the big reveal. It was just like, oh, I got a big old piece of information right out of the gate, though. Yeah. So for me, that was like the seventh ending I got because I think there's the other two. You literally could not ever get them before it. Yeah. But I'm just like, wow, that's one ending that doesn't have a lo- uh, to be continued on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're a huge asshole and vote <laughs> betray in the first round <laughs> like a monster. <laughs> but what kind of psychopath would do that? I wonder why you're mad at us. What? I wonder if you sounded mad and I was like, what's the deal? We just got the deal ending. Oh, yeah. Who what would you? betray Who Luna? Who would <laughs> Poor, innocent, sweet Luna. Why would you betray her? Because it was. I just started playing the game and I wanted to press the button. <laughs> Ever give you any sort of power? <laughs> it was a button. It was right there. I wanted to see what would happen. He was like, hey, ally or betray? Like, I don't know. Betray's got more letters. Let's press, press that. Button. Don't press this button. Oops, I pressed it. <laughs> Polly, Polly's over here, like, trying to equivocate. I'm just like, hmm, Luna's very nice. Let's hurt her. <laughs> you fucking monster, see? <laughs> I will say, the first one I did, I chose Alice, because I was like, I want to know more about you. Uh-huh. I voted for ally. And then I was very upset at her the rest of the game. <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> to be fair, she gives you a lot of reasons. Isn't she like really smart me about it? Like seriously, you thought? Oh I'd god, she's pissy every time. <laughs> okay, so this is when you really have to start getting into spoilers. Like, of course, because her votes always seem to alter depending on which timeline you're on. Yeah. So she's always a bitch about it. Yeah, if no matter you know, what. If she betrays and gives you shit, if you betray, she eyes and gives you shit. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. What the fuck? There is no right answer. There's, yeah, there's no right answer with her. Unlike Luna, who always votes ally. Yes. <laughs> Sweet, adorable, lovable, pure, and innocent Luna. Luna. So I it's kind of thought, Huh? Sweet, adorable, completely nice Vi. Never pra- super pragmatic. Vi is really awesome. Vi's is, oh yeah, Vi's amazing. I was just thinking because Vi is also like, you know you need to click betray, right? <laughs> oh yeah, she's like always there in your ear to tell you. And then, and then like when you go, well okay, maybe I'll press betray. She's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> God, I love five. It's like everybody makes Sigma feel like a giant shithole in this game. Yep. Yeah, they kind of do. Fuck, that's funny. So for me, though, like, I kind of focused on the Alice and Middle Root first, mm-hmm. and I just left that left root totally untouched until I basically had nothing else left. And then I got to Luna, and I was like, I'm going to ally. And then I got to the second one, and I'm like, ally. And I got to the third one, and I'm like, ally. And I'm like, yes, this worked out for just us, but... Whoops. <laughs> and then, so then the timeline is just like, well, there's literally only one path left. <laughs> and I had to betray her, and that's how you get the D-O And that's how you get the D-O and So, like, this vital 
this lynch so i had like six or seven to be continueds everywhere <laughs> and the do ending like fucking busted them all open in like an hour and i'm like oh. they just made you had to get this one <laughs> it's the most it's like felt like the most important one to get and i just refused to do to ever betray her until... well, it's also important because i mean dio is a good guy it's very important yeah yeah definitely such but a... like that was such that because i'm like where am i going to get the info to bust all these locks eventually and then it was just this one ending it's like fucking finally because <laughs> the, like the weird thing about that game is how fragmented it gets by the end because you're just following like nine different stories yeah mm-hmm. and like having that one string towards the end where i just voted ally with luna three times in a row mm-hmm. was real nice because it's like okay I started the very start of the game and just went to the end in one go. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. that never happens it's in like, this game, we're basically. getting somewhere. Yeah. And just having that consistency and being able to focus on, oh, this is the timeline where everybody dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, <laughs> the happy Luna ally branch is, like, the most horrifying one for everybody else. Yeah, like, yeah. everybody ends up pretty fucked up in that ending. Ugh. There's one line that haunted me Oh, where it just says, oh, so when Clover realized she was going to die, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, because, yeah, she was on a timer at that point. Yeah. Mm, There was no stopping it. Yeah, the series is also really sad sometimes because oh, yeah. everybody dies. Yeah, like the the name of the, the the name of the Japanese version of VLR is "Good People Die." Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that's super fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked and up. And it also kind of makes sense with the reveals at the end and the like. Again, I guess we're just going full spoilers. How like this is just kind of a much more benign game compared to the other ones. Yeah. Where, like, the entire point is just training Sigma and Phi. But, like, they knew death was going to be involved anyways, and they were willing to sacrifice. Yeah, Ooh. like, like a little death Timelines was... upon timelines of everybody. <laughs> like, like, that's super fucked up. Yeah, like, the the way, like, it's just how pragmatic, like, the person mm-hmm. who set all this up is, and is explaining it to you. It's just like, a little death was necessary. Are you kidding, you crazy yeah. fucking person? Yeah. Well, she gets so, yeah, the, something in the in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the ending of that game is just like crazy reveal after crazy reveal for like two hours. And yeah. I wasn't even sure that when it ended that it was over because then it keeps going because I got all the gold files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently people got super butthurt about that scene being non-canon afterwards yeah yeah there's a uh, non-canon scene where it's actually just kind of a nod to the player uh-huh. and a lot of people got real butt mad that i don't understand though because it's like yo it's time travel we're past like this is the whole point of this game is to make this game not happen yeah like vlr's an entire point in tying into the next game is quite literally go to zero time dilemma and retcon VLR out of existence. So, like, I'm not sure why people were like, oh, Kyle is going to be super important. I'm like, Kyle Kyle can't exist! exist. It's super weird. 
Yeah. But I guess that's what having like three years between games will do to people. They just will analyze the mm-hmm. fuck out of things. And then just and I get like, that because that's kind of what happened to Lost to yeah. the TV show. Yeah. Where people just think about it and analyze it for way too much. Ages. You get too invested, and it's not going to be the thing yeah. that you think it's going to be. And you get all so, disappointed. Oh, no, zero time dilemma. Uh-oh. Not the game people thought it was going to be. Oh, no way. No, this game... Boy, I've talked at length a lot about it on this podcast, so I'm not going to go over fan reaction much. But yeah, people mm-hmm. real split on this one. I guess one more thing about VLR is I think it has the best puzzle rooms. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah so they're definitely. in 3D now, and you can like tell where you are, and I think they're less kind of pixel hunty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not sure the ones in ZTD are particularly bad, but I think it's maybe a, because... there's more of them. Like, I, at that point, I was kind of, like, checking out. There are a lot of them. But it's also no, because no, I... not, not that there's more of them than in VLR, just that I've already played VLR. So by the time I was in ZTD, it's like, I've kind of gotten the gist of this, y'all. I know how these escape rooms work. Oh, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, except I also had the puzzles in 999. Oof. And yeah. I played them all in, like, a month. Yeah. Oof. So by the time I got to the puzzles in this one, it's like, this isn't even bad, but I am just kind of checked out of these. Yeah. I have spent 30 hours doing puzzle rooms. <laughs> they don't take that long. But I was thinking of all three of them. It each took me usually, like, 30 to 45 minutes. I don't I'm, know. I'm pretty great about giving up if I get stuck real quickly and just looking online. Oh, okay. I think that's I, totally I valid. Like, in these games, yeah. I think it's more narrative-focused anyway. And I think if you get stuck on a puzzle, yeah. fuck it. Like, these puzzles aren't super intricately tied to the narrative in a way that is very important. They're just kind of there to give you something to do. Yeah. I was chewing through. I was getting through them without doing that, but then with the... Then by near the end of ZTD, I think for the last three or four puzzle rooms, I just <laughs> step-by-step through it in a guide. Just like, fuck it. All right, just... I just want to get to the story, please. Yeah. Jetstorm mentions the dartboard in VLR, and yeah, that one. That one was tricky, but... Really confused me. I couldn't figure the math out. Thank you. What was the one where you're going around the board with the squares? Oh, the the, 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 the board game? I, I couldn't get the... I couldn't figure out the gold file. I got the one file. Oh, um, yeah, that one. The, the gold file for that one, you gotta think a little outside the box. And then when I did, I was like, oh, duh. That was really clever. Oh yeah, the other thing I like about VLR is the whole gold file thing because it mean like the puzzles seem more logically constructed because there have to be two answers in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a few that are like fucking bullshit, but <laughs> oh yeah, some of the a, a couple of the gold files I was just like, oh fuck all the hell off. I don't even remember what it was, but I told you one of them that like the way you entered it was totally different than the normal file. Yeah, and it was just like this totally logical thing you had to do, and mm-hmm. I was just like. That that's real stupid. Just saying, game. Yeah. The only puzzle I only remember a couple of the puzzle rooms in Zero Time Dilemma. One of them being the uh, transporter room. Oh man. Where you you have to figure out the symbols. That one was. Yep. Yeah, that one. I was really like that one. That one's good. Yeah. So I real I figured out what the symbols were really quickly, and then got totally stuck on the second part because I did it right but didn't see the handle you had to pull. Oh. On like the cocoon or something, yeah, where you, it enters it. So like I had. Oh the puzzle. man, that was me too. That was exactly so I, me. So I had the puzzle right, and I'm looking online. Like, what's the guide? It's like click here, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's the thing that 
kind of drives me nuts in these games is when it's like it's just a pixel hunt. Yeah. Because yeah. I think on that one too, like I found twelve of the cards just that were scattered around the room, and I couldn't find the thirteenth one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that'll probably be like the big solution to the puzzle at the end. And it's just like, no, you have to look down. Oh. Fuck off, video Cause game. Because the, these rooms are in 3D now. Sometimes you have to look down. I'm just like, uh. Yeah. I think I remember seeing finding that one and then being like, I could have so easily missed that. Yup. So that was like five minutes for me of spinning in circles going, what the fuck? What do I do? But yeah, en- enough about the puzzles. We're here for the story. And boy, the story in this game gets fucking weird. Well, I mean, first of all, it's 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 presented in such a way to be very intentionally obtuse. Yeah, but, but the, so there's the, a couple the things here. There's the weird structure, and there's the fact that it's not a visual novel anymore. No, it's it's it's, it's just cutscenes. It's a Telltale game, basically. Telltale games have more interactions and choices. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> but yeah, so. This game immediately kind of feels off kilter compared to the others because, like, you just start with like two hours of cinematics or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the only things you, the only choice you make at the very start is coin. Like the very first, the, the coin flip. Oh, okay. There's the coin choice, but after that, there's another that one it's just choice. Which that... team yeah. you're gonna choose three times in a row, though? And it's just like, man, can we get on with this game? Because like. You watch the whole cutscene for one team, and then you ask some questions about them, but you can't, like, actually not ask them the questions. Yeah. Like, you have to see it all anyway, so it's just, like, it's letting you hit a button so you feel a little more interactive. (laughs) Seriously. I know. I know. So I think, like, something about just having to click through dialogue all the time in the other games makes them feel more interactive. (laughs) Yeah. That's you can, absolutely accurate, I think. Because it's the difference between like Final Fantasy on PS1 and Final Fantasy on PS2, PS3, I think. Yeah, see, I never played those latter ones. Or, but yeah, but when I play games, I tend to click through the dialogue a little faster than they actually speak it. Mm-hmm. You don't get that option in this game. No, no. So don't. it just feels a little slower and more drawn out than I'd like. Mm-hmm. And then, so VLR was all about the timeline. Yeah. And this game is all about the timeline as well, except they make you go out of order, which drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, here's some fragments of shit that happened at some point in time. <laughs> I love it. I love it so uh, much. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm so, th- Just this aspect, not the game in general. I know, I know. But like... My favorite part of VLR I mentioned was having that one branch that I left alone till the very end and just going through one entire version of the story in one go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This game literally never gives you that option. No. Like it is going to be fragmented no matter what. Like even when you and can figure just... out where the story's going, you still are you're still stuck in the fragment system. Yeah. It starts yeah, to feel even... like a little bit to do listy, I was like, "Oh, good! I've got yeah. four more sections on this one, and three more on this one. Let's focus on this, and I can choose, progress further on this path." And as opposed, to, it didn't really feel, it didn't really feel like as checklisty, and when you're just clearing the branches, I guess. Yeah, especially because some of them are just cutscenes, mm-hmm. and then the others have puzzle rooms you don't really care about. <laughs> and I think the other thing, so I guess I'll talk about both of them together, is that. 
in VLR, there's the AB game, which I actually forgot to talk about at all. Yeah. And something about that is incredibly tense. Mm-hmm. Even when, if you get the wrong answer or something goes wrong, you can just skip back in time and choose the other option. Yeah, like, the story's always going to go on. It's just there's still a lot yeah. of, 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 of uh, intense moments. It's yeah. still tense moments, and you're if you're choosing to betray, you're choosing to hurt a character, and if you choose to ally, you're leaving yourself to be hurt. Yeah. Almost always goes bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always going to go bad for you anyway. Fucking cares. And then even then, at some point, you kind of realize on the timeline, like, oh, left is ally, right is betray. Yeah. Like, it's consistent. So mm-hmm. you can even start to see, literally see, what which you is have the to do. option. Yeah. And it's still kind of tense. Yeah. Yeah. So why I'm connecting this to ZTD now is that at the end of most fragments, you get a fucked up choice to make. Oh, yeah. And I think those kind of don't land that well for me because you can just immediately go back and choose the other path. Eh, I can see that taking a lot of the weight from it. Like, you see a character die and you're like, well, won't do that next time. And then you choose the other path and, oh, another character dies and you're just like, well, okay. Wait, how is that different from um, ZTD? Is it because that you have to make the AB choice and then things kind of progress from there or it's just making a choice? because... Because in the A B choice, if you get a one that will keep going, you can just keep going. Mm-hmm. But at Z T D, no matter what, the fragment will end a couple minutes later. Ah. And, and the most logical thing to do is just go right back in and choose the other choice so that you have everything one hundred percented, you know? Yeah, that's what I so keep just, doing. So I, th- like, I think they did a good job of still making all of those choices and results matter. Even if you can change them, I still think they all have an impact. Mm-hmm. See, this is where I disagree, where I just feel like... And this game gets way more violent than any other. Oh, God, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. But also, because characters are just dying off like crazy, like, and then you're just resetting everything, like, it start stops having an impact, I think, at this some point. Where it's like, oh, it's super fucked up that you just shot Sigma in the head, and then someone killed themselves... Let's go back and see what happens if you let Phi burn to death. <laughs> <laughs> the happiest of endings. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Like, there's, and yeah, some of them just have no winning. Yeah, <laughs> and then, just, just, just done. <laughs> like, oh, there's one where it's like, when you have to find the gas mask. And I oh. think that's one where you don't have to get the bad ending. But like... You find the gas mask, and then everyone's happy, and they get out, and then they all get, like, stabbed to death. And I'm like, yeah. well, what the fuck? <laughs> That's real fucked. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous, you know? <laughs> like, we we get the gas masks, and then, oh, no, we're poisoned. <laughs> it's real <laughs> fucked up, but I enjoyed it for it being as fucked up as it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the violence. <laughs> I'm not saying Quite I don't, bit. but, like... Like, Danganronpa always surprised me because it doesn't do any time shenanigans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when a character dies, they're dead. It's and done. That's it. Yeah, the, the impact this, is felt like, for the rest of the game. Yeah. This is the total opposite, where everybody's dying, like, ten times in this game. <laughs> Sometimes or, literally ten times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all over the place. And then when you combine it with, like, the, the time travel aspects and, like, infinite timelines, you're like, man, this is, like... Spinning off the rails a bit, you know. And I think that it's the third game, and it's allowed to fucking yeah. do that. 
Because yeah. then the, the ending where they um were fine, I think Fi and Sigma get stuck in the place for eight months. Um, that was the one that really landed one of the ones that landed the hardest for me because they you really have to sit through a okay. lot and they follow through on all those on the consequences of that. Oh yeah, that's real fucking brutal. It's not fine Sigma though. No, you should know that. You should know that. Yeah. It's Which one di- is it? It's Diag Diana and Sigma. Diana and Sigma. I knew that. Yeah. But like, yeah the way they make you sit through that, the way they are very real with the consequences of what it means to yeah, we're going to fucking run out of food. Because <laughs> it's also awful, but it's awful and not like the shooting in the head way, it's in this mm. drawn out, awful, yeah. wonderful. I dig it. But yeah, that's easily probably my favorite scene in the whole game. Oh yeah, that it's it's so that's up there in the series for me, and where it leads, you know. Yeah, a yeah. very important scene, very important reveal, which we'll keep under wraps. But it's real fucking good. Yep. So speaking of reveals, uh huh. The, the twist at the end of this game. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 twist that like I kind of saw coming, but oh, I you didn't. Definitely seemed to yeah, see, see like. Yeah, I couldn't put it together 100% until I had uh, a few extra pieces of evidence. Mm-hmm. But there were things that, if you keep your eyes peeled and yeah. you're listening and you're watching, like, you're going to notice things and be able it's, to put something together. It's crazy how much I feel I did see and go, something's not right up with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Probably just stumble over my words. Uh, but, like, so when it happens... It feels like the most out of nowhere shit and like totally unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually start to look back at all the evidence and like there's this list on Reddit of like 16 or like 6D things you should have noticed that hinted at what was going on. Yeah. I'm just like, man, this is actually probably the most set up and like non bullshit twist of the whole series. As far as like. But it's the one people feel is the most bullshit. I know. It's so crazy. Because, like, I don't think you could ever really guess the twist in 999. No. It just kind of happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's real clever. You can have theories in VLR, but you can't really prove anything until it's there. There are very concrete things in ZTD where you can make an assumption and be very on the money about something very fucking amiss here. There's so many hints that you just should catch if you've been playing these games, yeah. especially because I think my problem was that like I was kind of rushing through this game and like mm-hmm. not theory crafting nearly as much as I did in even VLR, mm-hmm. where I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm just gonna get to the end and figure out what's going on. So I felt kind of stupid at the end, where I'm like, man, should have noticed that shit, all this stuff that was amiss, you know? Yeah. So I was like really, really confused at, when it happened, and then. After thinking about it for a few days, I'm like, man, that twist is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really is. Like, I love it to bits. Like, yeah. I was I was jumping up and down being right about the thing that I was right about when I was playing it the first time. <laughs> just because it was like, yes, I knew it! <laughs> and it plays on your expectations from the previous games. Yes. Very. A and it, lot. Like, to mislead you, like, completely. Yeah. Because you just assume things, kind of like how Danganronpa Dank and Rampa too, too. Makes yeah. you assume things yeah. that could be wrong. But I think this game like kind of outdoes it in that regard. Because you should have noticed, you should have noticed, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the things, if you go and look at them, 
you really should be set and, and you felt that ending was stupid or it wasn't <laughs> set up, you got to go back and look at the 60 things that this game was pointing <laughs> yeah. out to you the whole time. Just all this dialogue around this one character just doesn't seem like everything's adding up here. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but then the story just gets so ridiculous with, because time travel is ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But time travel gets even more ridiculous <laughs> when it's like everything stems from this one bad ending in this game where two characters get trapped for eight months. Yeah. And then time travel happens, and that becomes the first point in every timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... It's real it's, fucking good! Start thinking about the concept of infinity. And yeah. like, well, if infinite timelines are happening from this, but 50% of them end poorly, that's still infinite that, like, your brain just kind of starts to shut down. Yeah, it does. It does. But I think that, like, again, like I said, I think this is the game that gets, to, that earned its right to go off the fucking rails. In some of the more fun ways that it does. <laughs> it gets so wild. <laughs> the Carlos but stuff then... is so good! Yep. Oh, Carlos is great. I love Carlos. I kind of don't remember. Oh, I think he's the fireman. Yeah, but what scene? Bunch of time hop, bunch of time hopping, just back to back. Oh, not giving oh, any yeah. fuck. <laughs> the dice one is good. Oh, right. There's one where he like ruins everything. Yeah, it's like, come on, shoot me. <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> I need you to do this. Actually, fuck, that's funny. Yeah, there, when he jumped into the timeline where um, Akane had had a rough time. Right. Oh, and he's yeah. like, oh, hi! Um, <laughs> hey! <not?"> hi, guys! <laughs> How you doing? God, it's me, good. your pal, Carlos! <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Carlos. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The yeah. one ending, though, where they set up VLR. Yeah. I thought that one was really contrived, though. I think it kind of had to be, though. I mean, you had to know it was going like, to be there. Like, there's one aspect of it I really like with Diana leaving the message. Yeah. But the but way then, it happens. The way Akane is just like, oh, guess I'll fuck up and, and enact this, like, 70-year plan now. Yeah. Even though we've just been talking about sending our consciousness through time for the last hour, apparently now I can't do that anymore and have to do this crazy thing to send Sigma back. Well, I think it's vital that she do that because the timeline will just fucking explode if she doesn't. Uh, like, she kind of has time, to. <laughs> I think people are calling this, like, determinative timeline, or, like, the bootstrap paradox. Yeah. Like, because a thing happens in the bad ending of ZTD that also, like, and then 1904 comes up, you know, like... Like, things get weird. Like, an event in the past always happened because of something in the future, which means it'll always somehow lead back to that event in the past being happened. It's, it's, uh... Like, so, if you start thinking about it too much, yeah. your brain turns off. Pretty much. That's what happened. To like, me you, literally, you literally access the morphogenetic field, but it's too much, uh, and, you get, and you get reverie syndrome. I think my general arc with it was that I... With these games is that I just kind of went along for the ride, and then... They never, I always felt like if I did pry into it, it would hold together. Like, it maintained the illusion that 
it was all completely holding together. To yeah, me. Like, like I think I that know. that's the important if thing that is that it's maintaining an illusion. Most like for the most part, I think. I think the timeline shit in this game is tied so fucking tightly now that they could literally never do any more material, or it would collapse on itself. Yeah. <laughs> Because yes, I've seen is... stuff about, so there's like a post game thing about Mira, yeah, going uh-huh. back in time, and there I saw a theory that's like, well, actually, since character has to die, what if Mira is actually Eric's mom? And I'm like, oh fuck, oh god, <laughs> like, we're getting weird now. Yeah, like you've literally but... got timelines just collapsing. All over the but place like, now. If you prevent character from dying, then none of this happens, was the whole point of that game, you know? Yeah. The snail causing all this destruction. Yeah, like, fuck snails, ultimately. That's the point. I saw here. one, I saw one <laughs> post online. I saw one post online, and someone was like, I was so hoping this game was leading up to us going back in time and killing a snail. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking And it would have been great! Your character just... Beams into the past, picks up a snail, and tosses it into the grass. Yeah. <laughs> and the world is saved. <laughs> I thought something was going to happen at the end, and it didn't. So even though their ending made more sense, at the very end, like, the base is going to explode or something, and Zero is like, you can stay here or die, and die, or... And I thought it was going to cut to the screen and go... Find a way out. Oh, God. <laughs> and there was going to be one last puzzle room while the base was exploding, and then that didn't happen. Yeah, activate mm-hmm. the transporter room, and you can go to the sn- to where the snail's at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, their ending made way, 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 made way more sense, but I thought it would have been... Like, that's kind of my problem with the puzzle rooms in general, is that there's no danger in a lot of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, like, the very first one in 999 is, the room is flooding, room you got to get out flood- of here. Yeah. And then every other room until the final one in that game is yeah. like, okay, we're we're locked in a room. Let's, no, no let's stakes. get out of here. No stakes yeah. here. I mean, the only stakes yeah. in 99 was could literally just the time limit. If you take too long, which doesn't really, you know, it's not a game Wait. mechanic. So Oh, it's not a game mechanic. No, right. No, but it's just like that's the conceit of the story. That's the conceit of the story is that they've got yeah. nine hours. So if they spend eight hours in a puzzle room, whoops. <laughs> yeah, that never comes up. Like, even in the first room, it's just an illusion where it's not actually going to drown you if you take too long. Yeah. But so few of those rooms, like, three in the whole series or something, have any illusion of danger. That yeah. felt like a missed opportunity. Like, the robotic one, the robotics room in uh, ZTD has, like, a game over in it. Uh, Which one is that? The robotics room. I know that, but... There's, like, what? a bomb that can explode if you fuck up a puzzle. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, I it's that super one. weird getting a game over and then just clicking OK and and it is like back. okay, well hey, it makes sense because you just jump back in the timeline, dummy. Yeah. Oh, but I lost like ten sigmas in that room. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I did too. <laughs> well, sigmas a dummy, so yeah, sigmas a dummy, so it makes He's sense. Time, time traveling, like oh shit, oh shit, oh, oh shit, oh shit. damn it again. I am just not good at sliding block puzzles, you guys. <laughs> and the controls on that thing are garbage. Oh, they're so bad. I got to that puzzle and it was like, you're going to die if you don't do this right. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm just going to die. I think I got through it by not messing up the first part. So I never triggered that. Nice. Because I died like three times. So it was like, okay, I guess I just have to pay attention to the other thing. Yeah. 
So I guess the only thing that really bugged me about ZTD, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it felt like less of a complete story than 999 because it isn't. It is like the second half of VLR. It's, it felt like almost like an epilogue to VLR. Yeah. Well, like it essentially have... is a long-winded epilogue to VLR. It yes, really is. And that's why I felt like pretty satisfied with it. Was like, you said like, oh, this isn't what people expected, but it's like it was kind of exactly what I expected. I think that maybe more gameplay-wise, like the whole presentation okay. of, like that's the weirdest thing about this series is that they keep getting objectively better while I think looking worse. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love the character animation in 999 with uh, the sprites. Yeah, like, the sprites so, are really good looking, yeah. They're so good, and, like, the CGs with the hand-drawn look so good. And then you get to VLR, and it's like, 3D oh, graphic. these guys. models are a little unfortunate. Clover, okay. oh, always oh. smiling. Clover is never oh, not smiling. smiling. It's hilarious, though. <laughs> she does not have... <laughs> Clover doesn't have a fucking pose where she isn't smiling. It's that's that part is amazing, but when it goes to like the CG scenes and it's those models still instead of instead of just something being hand drawn. Oh god, it's bad. Like Quark struggling or something. Oh yeah, yeah. They look real jank, and then oh, yeah. and then ZTD is like better models, but now you're seeing them the entire game. <laughs> and oh, here's another shot of the ceiling. Yeah, we can't. We didn't animate that part. Hold on. So, like, it's objectively the like the most advanced of all of them, but like, I don't know. Maybe VLR is actually the worst looking one, but <laughs> like you can you can feel the budget being stretched in ZTD. Oh basically. yeah, yeah. When like it's, it feels admirable. I'm playing it like, damn, good job. Um, yeah, but that's it. Almost feels like a a very good student project, maybe. <laughs> or like, wow, you guys made, like, nine character models, and they all look pretty good, and whoop, they can't actually, like, pick up objects, so... <laughs> so we got... To... Shot of the ceiling! Whenever they do something, it's just, like, shot of the ceiling and sound effect. <laughs> like, oh, let me put that blanket on you. Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> I think, though, the ending just didn't feel cathartic in a way I wanted to, like 999 did. Right. Yeah, Because the ending was honestly just like, oh, you thought this was the big threat, but there's an even bigger threat cut to credits. And I'm like, fucking what? Yeah, it's it's a little... Yeah. I mean, then, I get what it's going for, I, and, and I don't hate it for doing it either, because obviously yeah. I love the game, but uh, yeah, it's a little, a little weird. It's a little cheesy. Not that I even like cheese, dislike cheesy, but it felt like maybe kind of an asphalt or something. Just like there being an even worse ending that you have to prevent now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope I it's not I sequel did. bait because that'd be terrible. Oh, they, like I said, the I think they are long so done though. Now. Like Uchikoshi is already working on something else, so yeah, it felt very finished to me. So. Like Dan Ginnarumpa, they should stop at three. Stop at three. We don't need any more. Yeah. I think my time with ZTD was a little bit compromised because I VLR and the first game I played after I played first, and then I played Danganronpa one and two. Oh, and then ZTD, or maybe I played a little bit of ZTD and then Danganronpa one and two, and then finished ZTD. Oh, and Z and Ben Danganronpa just goes all Danganronpa in on the so feelings. Good. Yeah, whereas 
whereas um, Uchikoshi's stuff is a lot more about the plot puzzle box. Yeah. Um, and that that was like kind of my takeaway with ZTD was like that the puzzle box felt great and resolved really satisfyingly, but then I hadn't gotten as invested with the characters as it did in mm-hmm. Danganronpa or even some of the earlier Zero Escapes. I gotcha. I still liked it. Yeah. It's good, but like, yeah, it's the weakest of the three. It's weird that I would say it has the worst cast, even though half the cast is from the previous games. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, okay, like, don't like what they did to Junpei, honestly. Like, they I just kind of made him boring. I think, I think Junpei being the way he is in that game is very understandable. It makes sense, but it's not It fun. doesn't make like, for a fun character, I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I get where the dude's coming from. Mm-hmm. Because there's that one, when you win the coin, or the dice roll, his old self comes out yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah. And that's really nice, and you wish he got a little more of that. Yeah, yeah. And I think what would have really warmed people up to this game a lot more is if they had animated those epilogues yeah. that you get after beating the game. Yeah. They're really cute. Because you get really cute ones for two of the teams, and then one of them is like an interlude between this game and VLR yeah. mm-hmm. that may have made me cry a bit because yeah. it's really good. And it's like, oh, good, I'm leaving this game with a little bit of emotional payoff. Mm-hmm. That's all I want in game, thank you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a, it's an interesting series. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's a good journey. Yeah. It's a fucking weird journey. <laughs> like, when you think of where 999, even by the end of 999 and how crazy it gets, where it goes by the next two games yeah, it's, it's is inconceivable. Not even comparable. Yeah. The LR just gets so wild, and then DTD, like, falls up on that. Like, even with as crazy and out there as 999 is, it's still very grounded, I feel. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the Zero Escape uh, series. Are uh, yep. any anything else? Uh, any final thoughts mm-hmm. on uh, the Zero Escape series? I mean, y'all like I've talked about this yeah. series at yeah. length many times or uh, on this podcast in the past. I think everybody knows it's one of my favorites, right up there with Danganronpa. So, uh, any other final thoughts? No, I think we're good. Time to play Ever Seventeen. All right, <laughs> out of infinity. Let's go. So, with that, I guess, you know, going to take a few minutes here to thank everybody for coming out on another Sunday night. Uh, hope y'all are having a nice Memorial Day weekend. If you're getting yourself a nice three-day weekend, like I am, which is great. Me too. Cool. And, uh, like, hey, uh, if you want to find us, John Thire, where, where are we going to find you? Farawaytimes.com. And Oret. Where can we find you? N3.tumblr.com I want to thank anybody that dropped the follow or dropped the host or dropped the subscription during the stream. Y'all are fantastic. Much love to you all. You can find me at my dumb website, SocksMakePeopleSexy.net And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.
that fucking Q review reveal is so goddamn <laughs> it's, insane. It's good. It's so no, fucking good. I, no, I, I do agree. It's good. I just feel so insanely stupid just immediately playing a game called the Nonary Games <laughs> and having be, him be like, oh, yes, this is the decision game. Get it? D-E-C? It starts with D-E-C now. It's the decision game. Oh, here's what you <laughs> used to... Here's what you use to get out. It's called the X door. It's not the nine door anymore. It's the X door. The fact that this went straight over my fucking head, I feel so stupid. <laughs> Good night, folks.